Hello, and welcome to Magic Myths and Mayhem, a TTRPG podcast with mostly accurate rules and inconsistent character voices. I'm Alex, your host and GM, and with me are Rowan, Purdy, and Joe, my wonderful players. How are y'all doing today? That yes. really flew me, you not saying Mark. He's not here, so... I know he's not here, but for some reason that really flew me. I was like, no, that's not how you say it. That is a really interesting question that we bring up. <laughs> Why's Mark not here? Joe, you normally know the answer to this. It's so funny you should ask uh, why he's not here. Um, it's actually it's a surprise for you, Alex. Um, oh dear. Yes, Mark, friends. Don't spoil effort, it. In an effort to to bond with his son, and also for the rest of us as well, knowing that the four of us, three and a half of us, when Petty is able to play Baldur's Gate three, he's been working with Larian Studios. Uh, and he has wanted to combine something that has happened in the latest big patch, which dropped literally just a few hours ago, which is why he's not here. Um, Mark's great love, as we all know, other than his lovely family, uh, is uh, Shrek, the Shrek movies. Um, and so he has gone to be the live-in magic mirror in the new magic mirror in Baldur's Gate 3. You floundered a little bit, but you got there. I, I really wish that was true. <laughs> like, I so wish. I, I feel like we would have succeeded as a, a D&D podcast or any anything to do with TTRPG if any of us managed to get into a uh, into a Larian Studios game. It is, unfortunately, a non-speaking role. Um, <laughs> I, sh- I, should, I should clarify that. Um, but so it's I just playing I would... an inanimate mirror? I don't. I don't know what goes on with the with the voice acting and cosplay of record the mirrors. <laughs> do you think you can just generate silence? Come on, yeah. listen. I know you don't do audio editing that often or any of the sound folly, but you have to generate. You have to record the silence to use it. Silence doesn't just exist, Ron. Come on. Yeah. It's a crafty. Do you think they would have? Yeah, they would have put it in as a magic mirror. Know that. Without Mark's influence of his favorite character from the Shrek franchise. Exactly. I have a last time on for everybody. Uh, a little bit of a recap for us to... <laughs> that, that wasn't a strange edit in the podcast. I'm just moving on. <laughs> Listen, uh, you, throw it, you throw it to me when I've forgotten that Mark isn't here. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> you <forgot>? What? <laughs> anyway, just fucking play it. Captain Dell, I'm glad to see you. Bendrin, is Dallas with you? He's still clearing up the scene. I came back to report before I put in an official statement. Very well. What happened? It was supposed to be a simple trial run for the students. It seems things got a little out of hand. As far as I can tell, they did what you said, checked out Marthea Morialis' flat, but it seems they had some unfortunate timing as they were caught by two of what I assume are Matthew Fields' people. Guards? Most certainly. We've identified them as Merle Bexton and Takia. Both protect a second class. They caught your new people by surprise, but they were quickly dealt with. Dead? Very. Well, at least that's as far as it went. I'm afraid not, ma'am. Oh, gods, what else? Well, the students found a note that highlighted there might be something to investigate in flat one, the one below Marthea's. They tried to enter, but made resistance. What kind of resistance? Two thugs, one armed with a Blackwood repeating machine gun. They fought them for a few before we arrived to help them out. 
How many dead? Excluding the two we mentioned, five. All folks. Ashamed to see so many had to die. Why was there so much resistance? It's about what they were protecting. It's a crystal farm. Well, that is interesting news. Who knows about this so far? You, me, Verandalis, and the students. Keep it that way. I think we might be able to use this opportunity to step into the back door of this operation. How so? Call the Redeemers. Tell them to get Rosewood ready for action. You can pose as one of the dead thugs, pretend they defended the farm. Leave all of the dead bodies there. Makes it more realistic. Yes, ma'am. And what are the students? I have a new proposition for them. So we start our session not where we ended the last, in fact. We start our session at the beginning of last session. How strange. Maisie. You're standing over the crushed body of a guard in front of you, one that Jameth has just slammed with a uh, sledgehammer so hard that his insides became his outsides. You're feeling exhausted from a fight, the stress, your heart pumping, and you feel a tug at your mind. In a moment of distraction taken by surprise, your mind is thrown backwards into darkness. A strange feeling comes over your body, as if you are no longer the one in control, but a mere passenger along for the ride. You see your friends looking at your face with serious concern, a reflection of a sharp, toothy maw visible in the glass of the window, before you are lurched sideways, smashing through the window and running into the night. The scenery goes past too quickly to process. People, alleyways, cobblestones, before your body looks backwards to see a beast chasing after you at full pelt. You feel your muscles engaged to sprint as fast as possible, a red glow penetrating through your veins as you weave through the night, climbing up buildings and running across rooftops in an attempt to escape the looming threat. But just as it seems as you could be able to escape, you feel an impact in your side as you are grappled down, hitting the roof tiles below, sliding across the shattered ceramic and plummeting down an alleyway, hitting a pile of highly stacked rubbish bags that break your fall. Your body tears away from the pile and balances itself on the ground, finding itself cornered at the end of an alleyway, staring into the deep, dark eyes of Uljackal. Roll initiative. What? <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Don't do that to me. So we'll be in Tailspire, obviously. Um, you guys are welcome to join and watch. I recommend you do, because I made a thing. Yes. Oh. Uh, right. Is it Flapjacks? Yep. You have my attention. <laughs> you have my I mean, British Flapjacks, not what Americans call pancakes. Just just to be clear. Wait, the oak, what? oak things. Americans call <laughs> pancakes Flapjacks for some reason. We well, also call them pancakes. Yeah. But flapjacks is a, is a thing. It's a Did cool you have word. any you've been over? No, I don't. I don't really like them. No, so, as in the bridge. No. Uh, okay, I assume you're some. starting up. Yeah. Yep, trying to. We start down the end of an alleyway, blocked from one side up against a wall. Uh, we see 
Maisie with these blackened eyes, red vein, like uh, her veins showing uh, red with pulsating magical <laughs> power, which is obviously spawned from the uh, uh, the crystal. This crazy malformed smile on her face, staring down the hybrid form of a jackalware. In this initiative, Jameth is first, but she just sort of goes down a little bit, lets out this deep guttural growl, but is holding off obvious restraint, not wanting to um, attack Maisie, particularly trying to assess the situation. Maisie, you of course uh -huh. have a turn. Let me explain a little bit about how you're going to be playing Maisie right now. As it currently stands, yeah. us is in control. Us is the one that has the forefront, the puppet strings, as it were. You are watching from behind. The only thought spinning around perpetually, going round and round and round, is escape. And currently, there is something in your way of said escape. Okay. Um, there is a strong attraction. You can hear it pulsating, that voice in your mind just saying, Kill. Kill. But also, I know it's. I also know it's Jameth, right? You know, yes. I mean, us would know it's Jameth. Uh, obviously, you'd be staring. You're looking through the eyes. Um, what I'm going to have is you're going to do a um, wisdom saving throw at the beginning of each of your turns, which is going to determine whether or not Maisie has a little bit of persuasion over the control, like pulling punches or that kind of stuff, or control is gone. Yeah. I was just say these bin bags in Towerspire, they've got like so much texture to them. It's crazy. Yeah, they really do. They're, they're, they're so, so hyper-textured. Eleven. Oof. I'm afraid. I'm not it, sure it, my actual bin bags have this much. <laughs> Be glad that um, you got a low roll because that was a natty twenty on the other side. Um, oh, good. You feel a complete lack of control. The surprise, the exhaustion, as us takes control. Uh, this round. It's as though Jameth is a full-on enemy. Okay, well, I'm already not doing well from the last time. Um, the last fight. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully not going to be terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will <laughs> light my hand aflame. Yes, this deep, right. yeah, this deep reddish sort of flame explodes from your hand. And I will point my hand towards her and fire a crystal from the palm of my hand. Wonderful. Um, let me deal damage to myself first, though. Damn it. Three. That goes through the temp HP. Uh, and then a two hit on J. Stop rolling eye. Twenty three. Twenty three to hit. Yeah, yeah, that hits. <laughs> Straight in the shoulder, going through this like muscled uh, furry arm. Um, that is five piercing and four fire damage. And I will. So that was nine in total. Yes. Yes. I will say... Oh, you're trying to get behind to attack. Are you trying to... Are you running past to run away or running past to attack from behind? 
uh, eventually get away, but not this turn. Well, I, was gonna, I, to do that. Well, I was going to say, this turn, us wants to attack. Yeah, I did. Right. As in, stay attacking, but whatever. Um, I will say, uh, what's the two types of, of damage? Because it does make a difference. I mean, piercing and fire. Piercing and fire. So the, how much was the piercing damage? Five. Sorry, it sounds like you're saying pissing. And it was four on the fire. So you'd notice that the uh, the crystal, in terms of its piercing power, does barely anything to Jameth. The fire does damage. It leaves a little like burn mark. Um, but yes, the piercing... No, no, nothing. Um, Jameth is going to turn around, obviously seeing that, as it currently stands, you're in for the attacking side of things. You know what? Yes, she would try and make this as fast as possible. She's going to use her, her sleep gaze on you. So can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Twelve. You save. Uh, Maisie and us feels this sort of like closing in wave of tiredness come over your body, this magical uh, exhaustion, but you feel this power surge backwards and there's probably a, a, an audible like no coming out of uh, us, your body, uh, as it doesn't take hold. That is, however, her turn, but she's going to step around <laughs> to get, and block you again. Easy. Mm -hmm. uh, please make a wisdom saving throw again to see who's in control. 16. <laughs> I rolled 20 last time. This was a 19. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm rolling really well. Oh, that's funny. And two dagger attacks coming in then. Um, one probably hits. One is uh, nine. I'm assuming that doesn't. The nine misses. But the main one is a 21. 21. I mean, you would have the, the knowledge her AC is 12. Um, but as was implied before, anything that is bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing from... Actually, to be fair, yours was a magical attack, so the other one did would have done damage. So I can read. Either way. Was it magical? It's a magical attack. You fight a crystal at your hand. <laughs> I class this as pretty fucking magical. <laughs> It's so a class ability, so I don't know. I'd say it's magic. Um, fire damage this time. It's only one. Um, mm. But I am using my plus one dagger, which I believe makes it magic. For yes. eight piercing. Ooh, very nice. You uh, turn around and go for a, just a jab in the... Well, probably from the height difference, it ends up being in like the leg-hip area. This burst of flame seems to sort of peter away as she tries to dodge. Um, but you get like a little bit of this like dark, deep red blood spilling out. Yep. I'm sure us is <laughs> loving it. Um, she is going to, as you go around, uh, try to grapple you. Because... Why wouldn't she? So that's going to be a strength contest. Can I use Dex to escape? Yes, you can, because you can use uh, acrobatics. Ten. Fortunately, that is a sixteen. She grabs around with these gigantic uh, jackalware arms and just grips on. And again, you feel us just like no, no. As she um, grips on, uh, she's going to 
for flavor, start dragging you backwards. That'll have to be next turn's uh, thing, but it is uh, holding hard. Your turn again. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Um, that is dirty 20. Nice. 16 this time. You feel this, like, you as Maisie are just, like, fighting tooth and nail, virtual tooth and nail, to try and claw back to the front, and you feel just the ever so slight twang of a little bit of control. I'll give you, um, you can probably pull, uh, what did you get? You got a, a dirty 20. That's a pretty big difference. In fact, I don't know how I'll do it. Uh, there's a difference of four in those numbers. You can change any of the dice rolls coming up by four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I still have to attack rather than escape. Try to escape. She's still still going for the attack, yes, because it was still quite a, quite a close. But you can significantly change the, uh, the tides of an attack or the damage. Okay. As you're writhing around, I mean, you wouldn't be able to escape anyway. Well... I guess you could. It could be an attempt to escape. It would make sense that us would be trying to wriggle free. I would not do that then. Oh, oh yeah, leave. Yeah. Seven acrobatics. Honestly, yeah. Um, you can add, you can add on four to it though. Oh, right. <laughs> Never mind. It's not going to matter either way because that's a four. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, us just wriggles free, jumps out of those arms. Uh, very slippy. <laughs> mm-hmm, Surprisingly mm-hmm. so. Hey. Uh, yeah. Is it my action to break free? Uh, it would. Yes, I believe it is your action to break free. Okay. Uh, Jameth is going to... She's going to grab again. You know, she's going to come to like... There's only certain things you can do. Um, you want to get... Claw and a bite. Yes, Jerry, go away. So the claw comes first, which is going to be Kill a me. fifteen. Well, they're non uh, non killing blows. That exactly hits. Nice. So the fifteen is going to do. I wasn't expecting to hit. So I didn't get a nice out. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Eight damage. I've used all of my. Uh... Sorry, how much? Oh wait. I've used uh, all my lattice work, so. Oh, eight damage. <laughs> As you just slice through, uh, causing like very, very glowy red blood to start spilling downwards. Um, and then the the bite which comes next is a natural one. Not good at all. Um, Gosh, damn it. Tries to clomp, and you're just like, no, yes, I say clomp. And <laughs> you just dodge out of the way. Uh, no. back, back to you, Maisie. Bleeding, like dripping blood, glowing in the night. Uh, 18 wisdom. Oh, an excellent difference. That's a 2 to an 18. Uh, for this round, for these six seconds, Maisie pulls back for control. You force yourself forwards, and you can feel like the feeling coming back. It's a struggle, but you feel yourself fitting back into the into the skin as us is screaming in your mind. These multiple voices swirling around, just like no. Uh, disengage and whoop 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 whoop. whoop. You're like, oh my neck! I see a <laughs> <laughs> Um. And okay. if I have the ability to, I'll 
uh, yell out, Don't, Don't follow, follow me! me. Uh, right. Jameth is going to follow it. God damn it. <laughs> I was just in front of you. Uh, ooh, can you go 30? Oh, uh, in this form, I believe she's 40 feet of movement, which is just perfect to get past you. Let me just confirm that. Either way, I know it's 30 and human 40 and not. Um, and it's going to. You know what? I think she's going to make the decision to try and take you down. Not death wise, just unconscious wise. Um, so that's going to be another two attacks. One from the claws, which is a 15 again. So I know that does hit you, and I should do it at the same time. Which is a. 13, so one hit. It's eight damage again. It's just the same as last time. You're put I right believe, down to the brink. I believe if that's unconscious rules, that would knock me unconscious because it exactly brings me to one. I don't know. <laughs> what? What's the question? I, I if wasn't we're doing, paying attention to the numbers. If we're doing non-fatal blows, Rowan's saying that it Potentially the rules are, if you get down to one, you go unconscious rather than zero. I always thought it was zero. Wait, if you have a hit point, you're saying? Yes. I guess it would depend on whether or not you are at one HP, unconscious and stable, or if you are treating it to be going to zero, puts you unconscious, but you are stable because it is non-lethal. E either way, I would imagine you are unconscious and un and uh, unstable if you go to what if you go to zero regardless I have an easy homebrew solution from me a constitution save rolled shite six six you fall unconscious um Woo! and I'm gonna do a quick medicine roll from well, Jay will transform back as you're unconscious uh with just this like Panicked, kind of panic-stricken look, and also sixteen stabilizes. And the rest of the evening, as we or the rest of the night, as you uh, fall out of initiative, there, she just holds you. Um, you're unconscious. I'm sure you end up having strange, wild dreams of just like the a screaming. You know, picturing back the previous fight, the fight you had, probably horrid visuals of murdering your friends and stuff which sort of fades out and when you suddenly wake up you are being like held in Jameis' arms she's sitting down up against one of these um, um, crates uh, you're sort of like held in her arms she's fallen asleep um, us is subdued again right to the back of your mind your eyes will have gone back to normal the red in your veins has receded back um, you're in a lot of pain, like a lot of pain. There's big slash marks across you. And uh, you are in, or at least for what would be your most natural, you see that your skin is gray, but it, as you regain consciousness, probably flicks back to your tiefling form because that's your sort of natural comfort. Mm. And as uh, you start. Jay's still asleep? She is. Uh, you'd have to roll a stealth if you want to do, if you want to wake up without waking her up. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. It knows what I need to roll well. 19. Yeah, fine. You wake up without disturbing her. Cool. I'm outie. Where are you going? 
Um, bleeding. <laughs> to be fair, a lot yeah. of your wounds are probably like clotted by now, and there's like various bits of like from like a, a sort of medical care. Or in fact, actually, what's more likely is there's bits of ripped up Jay's shirt like over your wounds. Must I decide this now? <laughs> you must. Well, okay. I, I, I will. I, all I require to know is: Are you going back to the flat, which is where the rest are, no. or are you going? Okay. No, definitely not um, to the flat. What kind of time would this be? Um, it's not going to count as a long rest because of the situation, um, but it would probably be fairly early in the morning, like six, seven in the morning, um, and the rest of the crew. If, if uh, the rest of you remember, you all uh, went about your day. It's probably about midday, um, where you all sort of stop off for lunch. Not Maisie, obviously. All stop off for lunch when you see, um, let's just say it's Neva, you're sort of wandering around and you see walking up to the apartments a beaten. Well, actually, not too beaten. Surprisingly unbeaten, but torn shirt with blood on it. Uh, Jay, sort of just like walking back. Jay. No, I'm Cromwell. <laughs> do you not? Do you not know who I am? <laughs> That's right. Come I'm out. just joshing. I'm just joshing you, Toby. Let's go talk to Jay. <laughs> hey, Jay. Let's see you alive. Uh. Where's Maybe? <laughs> well, I've got good news and bad news. Great. Um, good news first. Good news. I did manage to catch up with her. I did manage to subdue her. And um, I had to knock her unconscious. And I slept with her in an alleyway through the night. Cromwell don't even. Well, the, um, we, well I mean, I didn't get to sleep, but Carl and uh, Neva slept. But in then a, I, I woke up in the morning and she were gone, so I don't, I don't know if she's back to normal or not. Um, the bad news is, I guess that, and also this is not my blood. Is it Maisie's blood? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Pretty much. Um, so. But I, I don't know where she's gone. I was just, I thought you were telling us that you just kind of randomly stabbed someone. Uh, for a moment, and that would have been terrible. You're telling me something's happened to my sister. She's bleeding and you've lost her again. For the first time. I, I don't know how much she wanted shit on me for this. I'm the one who caught up to her and at least tried. Where is she now? I don't fucking know. Yeah, That's why I'm here, because I figured she might be here, and if she's not here, we can all go and find her. I've been searching for, like, four hours. So why are you just telling us now? Why didn't you call us four hours ago? I did. None of your phones rang. Or maybe my phone's broken. I don't know. It was a long, a long fucking night. Yeah, you've only been awake a couple of hours. Check, check your talk stone. Have you got a... A talk, talk mail? Stone mail? Have a time for this, Cromwell. I need to go find my sister. I, I mean, we were just having I'll lunch. I'll just walk so. off to go find her. 
Jay just follows you. <laughs> roll to find her. Easy. Where did you go? Um. We're just wandering, <laughs> doing nothing. I think she spent a good amount of time just wandering. Mm -hmm. And I think she went back to see if that hole in the ground is still there and accessible. Oh, the hole in the ground up in Old Castle. Yeah, where I died. Sure. Um, so it would take, from where you were, probably a good couple hours, hour and a half, especially with you shuffling with like the, the injuries, a couple hours to get there. Give me a... Give me a perception with advantage, because you would recognize things around. You went there before. Uh, 17. Yes. Searching for a while. But eventually, I was just looking like I kind of recognize the foliage. I kind of recognize these like you know, bits of the ruins. Eventually, you do find this much smaller than you remember crack in the ground. Um, but it brings back the memories that when you went down it last time, it was like it was you know nose on one side, back of the head on the other. It was very tight. Um, and of course, you do remember that you had to fall a fair bit from the other side. But it is there. Um. Do I remember taking damage when I fell? Because <laughs> um, I can't do that right now. I believe you didn't take damage, but that's because you fell on top of Carly. Right. <laughs> it, but it was like then a 20-foot drop or something, so you'd probably figure right now that's not a great idea. <laughs> then I'm probably like shuffled up trying to rest a little bit then. Okay. Near the hole. Trying to be um, out of sight. Sure. So you probably do fall asleep. You're exhausted. Um, you can at least do a, a short rest. Uh, whilst the rest of you, um, about lunchtime, you set off looking around. Uh, Jay says she's looked you know, all around where they were, all the way down to Southreach um, from where you came from. No signs. Um, asked anyone around. And... Uh, everyone roll, or everyone who's looking, I presume Carl's there too, roll an investigation. I don't know that I would have gone. You're like, you you I don't know. Was it literally just Neva stormed off and Jay kind of followed? Yep. Yeah, Jay would have given you a look of like, I'm going with her. But it's up to Cromwell. I still haven't slept. <laughs> yeah. Well, go on, I'll go. They'll get murdered Fine. if I'm not there. Investigations. I forgot to get dice out. <laughs> so, you know what? Jay rolled a natural 20, so let's, we could possibly skip over needing to do... No, I, I think we're unprepared. Let's just let's just try it again next week. Have a nice evening, everyone. <laughs> I, I want to have a look. <laughs> I rolled a three on the dice, so there you uh, go. Chrome was just like, oh, fuck it, man. <laughs> why, why? Like... <laughs> Maisie and Neva, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, Neva. <laughs> you don't have to come with. Yeah, I do. No, you fucking don't. And if you yeah, I do, Cal, Cal will give me the stink eye forever if I just let you go and you get hurt. And Cal has quite an impressive stink eye. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed. Stink. I think what it's did... the way that the blubber moves around his face. What <laughs> didn't he forget? Oh, 16. Wonderful. So you got a 16, and a combination of Jay's natural 20, 
Um, you'd have been discussing, just walking around, just like, where could she have gone? And Jay would have been saying, like, it was, you know, it was weird. Like, I know she's spoken about this um, voice inside, but, it, like, it had taken over. And then at some point, like, Maisie sort of fought back. So I don't know what's up with that. And there's just, like, a trigger in your mind of, like, this is all very focused. And a lot of these issues have started from that crystal. And where the fuck did that crystal come from? Old castle. Hole in the ground. Um, you probably storm off first, and then Jay's like, where are we going? Eventually finding, you know, getting there, searching through. You've only had descriptions, but eventually searching around sort of vaguely where you were told, you find Maisie, like, passed out, unconscious, a little bit of blood. Like, it's, it's seeped through uh, the torn-off shirt, and, like, it's sort of dripping down a little bit, just unconscious on the ground. Probably in a bush. Yeah, you just see like a leg sticking out. <laughs> You'd get there first. Everyone's yeah. following you. Uh, Maisie? Maisie, are you okay? <sighs> uh, I will... That's just a homeless guy. <laughs> shaker? Uh, yeah, you're just shaking away. <laughs> no! Please? What? Why are you here? I think it's time to go home. No, 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 no. Jay turns up just like, oh, not after Thank fucking God. Let's take you home and we'll sort you out from there. No, my, I think I belong in this hole. It's where this thing came from, so. I don't care, you belong at home. Hi, Maisie, how are you? How are you feeling? Just shitty, real bad. Mm Mm-hmm. How are your teeth? Got like a hair. Can you show me the. Go, ah! How do they look? Normal. <laughs> okay. We don't immediately need to take you to a dentist. Just, you know, get yourself checked up. Oh I feel like a God, dentist would be like pretty low on the list. Can you alter your teeth individually just out of curiosity? I don't know, can I? <laughs> I guess I can. Yeah, there's no reason why you couldn't. <laughs> Could you make it so you just had one big upper tooth and one big lower tooth? Yeah. I think that may fall outside the realm of humanoid creature. Yeah, no, that's humanoid. Is it? Like, that's such minor detail that I'm not going to be so... Is it? it? Interesting. I think yeah. it almost becomes a beak at that point. <laughs> just a teeth. <laughs> just looks like you've got strange... On like a like, mouth guard like, on the yeah, top. Yeah, like a mouth guard. <laughs> it's like plates. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not going back. I'm clearly not good to have around. You're excellent to have around. Uh, I would have killed you if, if you had not knocked me out. Yeah, but that wasn't you. And you didn't. Be- so... Also, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, not a chance. You, you look at her and like, apart from your blood, there's just like the tiniest, tiniest little bit of damage up on her shoulder. Mm. Either way, like it could, it, this thing could just take over again at any point and just like kill one of you in your sleep for fun. So maybe not. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not not on your side, uh, but you know, just to 
raise a couple of issues with your plan of going to live in a hole in the ground. Yeah. Um, why this hole in particular? It's where the crystal came from. It kept it there before, so... Did it? Why not now? Did it keep it there, or was it kind of just there? Maybe there's more there, and you shouldn't be going there. Hmm. I don't remember seeing more there. There's one big guy with a died, so there might be other things there. Let's not make wild assumptions. We all need sleep. I've not slept. Cromwell apparently hasn't slept. He's been going on about it for the past two hours. I don't I'm imagine. I'm tired. I'm cranky. Well. <laughs> I didn't say it was unreasonable. It's just that's what's. I'm also cranky. I apologize. You look like you went through, you know, ass backwards in a wood chipper. So, like, let's get some proper sleep and recoup and work out whatever we're going to do. You don't need to put your hand up. What are you putting your hand up for? What's a wood chipper? It chips wood. <laughs> it's like... a machine. <laughs> oh, I've never seen one. Will you show me one? That sounds cool. I'll put you in one if you want. I'm not wooden, though. That doesn't make sense. Trust me. It does. It's, it's not that interesting. It's like, I'd, like I'd a big funnel uh, and then some like grinding plates and then at the other end just... <laughs> Like, you know. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'd love yeah, to see one. Um, the other part of it was Maisie, uh, again, not to poke holes in your plan to live in a hole in the ground. Um, you do seem to have forgotten, or perhaps are just ignoring, um, that pact you made with the demon, devil, dragon, god lady who almost certainly is not going to just let you live in a hole in the ground. And even if she does, they do. Even if they do, um, they're going to make you come out at some point to do whatever it is that they want you to do, which was the reason that they asked you for your soul in the first place, right? Might as well live in a flat till then. On the other side, they'd get my soul a lot faster if I just went down there and slowly No. Died. Weren't they very clear that they already have own you? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what they do with the soul like after it's in its soul form. Maybe they need it. it. Maybe it's more effective in after death. Let's not talk about you anything? dying, please. Have you asked What's... her if there's anything she can do to stop you going? Uh, let's say in deference to our jackalware friend here, uh, let's not use feral, let's say um, rotten because of your how your teeth were. Did you, no, did you try that I get before the feeling, deciding to live in a hole? I, I get the feeling she just finds that thing fun. But if it's interfering with you, because she seems super keen on you, is that not... Is it not worth asking? Or do you have to break a coin every time or have, like, Cal around? No, I think I can just ask, and if she's interested, she'll respond. Yeah, well, why don't you just try that? Way better than living in a hole for however many years until you either also, run out of food or uh, are made to come out. Also, you made it out of the hole before. I, I don't imagine staying in a hole is going to stop you from getting out if any of these worst-case scenarios come true. Mm-hmm. And at least back at the flat, you've got the rest of us. 
Plus, to there's keep all you the, under control. There's all the professors who can like help you understand and control. There's like doctors who can heal up the fact that I sliced your stomach open. Like it's just better. You're getting infection down there. Fine, I'm too tired to argue. Good. There is also one last, you know, final solution. Uh, Neva. You you might not like it. But, you know, the final solution for uh, mm-hmm. problem if she wants to isolate herself. You know someone who'd happily isolate her and kind of keep an eye on her to make sure she didn't get in trouble and has the resources to make that happen. No? Am I the one? No, I'm not, you're, you're, no. Your that's a mother. That's a fate. That's a fate worse than death. No, thank you. But you I'm could live in a in, in a nice. Day. You could live in a nice box instead of a hole and have food brought to you rather than having to go scavenge for it. And is that not just a better version of what you were planning to do? But then I'd have to deal with my mother. Well, no, nothing says that you'd have to see her. She's not going to bring you food herself, is she? She'll have. Maybe you can get um, uh, E her old job back. She could be your caretaker. Oh, he knows what E said. Her name's B. B. Sorry. I thought it was maybe E for like Edith or... No, you know what you said. Beatrice. You've got no way to prove that. Um, But I, you know, I, that... Personally, that would be my preference instead of the hole in the ground where my affliction started. Let's just go back to the flat and sleep. Please. I agree. No, okay. If we see a wood chipper on the way, will you point it out? I'll put you sure. in it. I don't think we're going to see a wood chipper on the way. There's not a lot of I've no, I've never seen around one. here. Sounds interesting. Roll for a wood chipper. <laughs> so you head on back it's a long slow walk probably quite a lot of silence and eventually you get back <laughs> broken only by the you get back eventually um cromwell i'm sure you just, do you go to class or are you just going to submit to sleeping now <laughs> i was doing i was doing classes and stuff sure. I, that was my uh, my sacrifice no yeah, yeah that's, to... that's that's fair enough. Um, I believe it would be under this one here. I'm going to bring up your timetable, see, from 12 o'clock, and then a couple hours of searching where we'd be. Um, there you are. So on a Thursday, 12 o'clock. You know what? You'd probably be a little late, but you can make your history at 2 o'clock. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. I'll, kind of, I'll kind of creep into the room and go, sorry. Was learning about wood chippers for the first time. Very interesting. <laughs> um, the rest of you go back. Maisie, you probably go into your room, hit the nice, comfortable mattress of your bedroom, and just like, that's it. You're gone. Knock it out um, in one go. <laughs> one hit. Uh, Jay probably sits for a little bit with you because she's concerned. I'm sure Neva does as well. Presuming that Maisie is asleep, which I assume she would be, because she'd be freaking exhausted. Yeah. Jay's just like, I mean, as much as, like, I'm not gonna make a deal of it, it is something to be concerned of. You you didn't really see her. It wasn't her. 
Like, she was aiming to kill me. Didn't stand a chance, of course, but... You know. Trust me, I'm concerned. But we just need to think of, like... There's only so much I'll be able to fight her. You know, it, I, know. I, I have some control, but, you know, one wrong swipe and I could hit an artery and just kill her, you know? Please it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a solution. I also don't want to, like, you know, chain her down every night. Like, we need to get someone involved who has uh, far more knowledge about whatever the fuck this is. With her permission. I'm not going to do anything about her back. God, no. But I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> other than apologise to you for flipping out at you a bit. Oh, you don't need to apologise. It's a fucked situation. That was just you fighting in the corner. <laughs> no, that's just her slowly opening her cereal box to eat her breakfast yeah. that she's not got around to eating yet. Well, I'm going to get some sleep because I barely did. Maybe like two hours of sleep. Yeah, I'll stay awake for a bit longer with her. Alright. Well, come get me if you need anything. I will do. Alright. Thank you, Bebe. Can I hear Just wanders off slowly, shuffles away. Eight hours from where you currently are. It's like 10 o'clock at night. So it'd be the evening time. Is Man, that was a long history class. I was going <laughs> to say, really, in that time. We really got into it. <laughs> I was going to say, in that time. What's what's Cromwell going to do? Just like, finish your class and move on? Uh, on the way back from class, I will see if I can... Uh, source two metal buckets uh, from what, whatever cleaning cupboard or maintenance supplies there are. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of supply cupboards and stuff around. Um, you wouldn't be, like, allowed to take them, but whether or not that stops you is a, is a completely different question. Are they unlocked? Yeah. Well, I'll just take two then. Storage no cupboards. saying I can't. Yeah, fine. Um... Yeah, you just you just wander and take a couple buckets, just fairly standard size metal buckets. Great. Uh, I'm gonna take them into my room, and every time I go into it, uh, especially to sleep, I will make sure that the door is locked, and I will set them up so that if the door opens, they crash loudly uh, and wake me up in case um, we'll call her <laughs> Neo Maisie comes to um, murder me in, in the night. Sure. I, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Like, it's fairly simple to just, like, put a bucket on a door or next to a door or whatever. Um, but sure. Evening time comes around. Um, Neva, have you been staying there for eight hours? Cool. Um, nothing happens for you, Maisie. You just sleep. You get a long rest. Um, well needed. And eventually you'd wake up uh, Neva probably just like, you know, with a book writing some stuff or a little bit of this or that, working on what she's going to do for the uh, you know, for the extra work and such. Yeah. Uh, and you see her just sort of sitting work. there. Neva, you'd see her wake up. May you have May your own room, you know. I know. 
you worry me a lot, so I thought I'd stay here for a bit. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Okay, see you then. Like I tried to kill my friend. Understandable, because you did. Mm-hmm. Other than that, how are you feeling? Fine, I guess. We need to sort this out. Yeah, how though? The the professional told us he doesn't know anything about this situation. So if I can't go to the professional, what what then? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, they have their other person coming back, right? I guess we just hope that I don't do that again until they get back. When are they getting back? Were you paying attention when they said that? No. Is this Timberly? Joe asks. Timberly. Mm -hmm. Timberly. I think it was a couple of weeks. Uh, it's about now. Oh, convenient. But you asked to be phoned when. Yeah. You have not been. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't even know what what made it happen. It just it's like a switch. Switch in my brain. And then I was just watching. What what happens if this happens in class? What happens if it happens in the middle of the night? People die. What happens if you you die again. Then other people don't die. But you die. Yeah, that, 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 I thought that was like the obvious part of the what happens if I die part of the... There's, there's a knock at the door. A little voice. like I can hear voices. I'm awake. Jay walks in. But you don't understand me, T. I can't cope if you die. Why are we talking about Maisie dying? I'm raising <coughs> concerns about all of this happening randomly. So why are we talking about Maisie dying? Risk evaluation, I guess. Or risk of your death. No, the risk if I live versus the risk if I am dead. I see. I mean, not to throw a spanner in your potential works, but how do you know that if you die, whatever's inside of you doesn't just get released? 
that's another point. You might be a last line of defense or something. If we look at the facts, last time this thing wasn't in your body, it was a gigantic rock thing that tried to kill you, or succeeded on killing you. Mm. Well, Ed... considered that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ed, no. Edge, Edge said that he could remove it, it would just kill me, right? So if he knows he can remove it, then... Like, Did what? what is it just like... Confident? Sounded like he wanted us to talk to Bimbley, whatever the name is. Yeah, but until they get here, I'm like a walking time bomb. Your death is not a temporary solution. Or a permanent one. I mean, it is a permanent one. But is it? Do we know that for definite? No, but... I don't know. I don't know what to do. Somebody take the key and lock me in this room and like <laughs> board it up or something. For now. That's temporary. For now, one of us can be watching. I mean, I've already slept, so I'm not going to be sleeping for a long while. Neva definitely does need to sleep, so I can sit okay. around. We can just chat. I'll get high. What if, that, careful, what if that triggers it? Yeah. Let's call it a scientific experiment. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Uh. For science. <laughs> For science. <laughs> right. Go get some rest, Neva. You look tired. Very, very tired. Love you too, sis. Joe just wants to point out Maisie's death could totally be a temporary solution. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's a viable uh -huh, option. But that's not what Jay thinks. <laughs> Jay's not in a world of, uh, you know, uh, reviving people. Um, as you step away, Neva, you hear just the crinkle of a bag. <laughs> um, Cromwell, in your room, as a completely separate conversation, um, your little uh, Nokia phone rings. Nokia phone. Did I? Put that? I never remember to keep it on me. <laughs> it's like buzzing under like yeah, a pile I'll, of boxes. I'll find, I'll find it like in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Hello. Captain Dell. It's like Cromwell. Hello, Capitan. Hello. Um. Good. Great. It would be beneficial if we could meet up again. Two things of agenda. One, I still need to pay you. Two, a second proposition, which I will offer more per hour. I'm very flattered. Uh, I don't see you like that. I'd like to keep this purely business. Um... Your terrible jokes aside, if you want to be paid, I'd we need to, love to be paid. meet up. Um, meeting up uh, sounds great. 
minor problem with that is uh, one of the, the crew, one of uh, Operation Super Jamstar, um, is having a little bit of a mobility issue right now with getting around the city. Um, so if you think you can get here without raising too much suspicion, um, that, do you mean mobility you know, you, issue? Uh, she, how do I phrase this? Both delicately and accurately. She's having a little bit of a mental health crisis. Uh, yes, I think that's as much as I should say. But she's currently reluctant to be on the go. Um, so if you could come here, uh, we could make make you a coffee or something. I think we have a kettle. Um, I can't come to you. Far too... Uh, too much of a flag if I, the captain of this region came to see you but I will send someone in my place. Yeah, that guy we met at the um, at the the block. Still too well known. So Someone you trust and if they turn up, uh, let's come up with a phrase so that we know that they are who they should be. Rosewood. Um, They'll be around in at least an hour. What was the word? What was the phrase? Rosewood. <laughs> Rosewood. I, I don't like that. Anyone could guess that way too easily. Uh, what did I tell you? So we shouldn't say it on the line because you said it wasn't secure. Uh, what did I tell you that my... Don't say it, but I'm sure you remember. What did I tell you that my code name was going to be? My undercover name. Okay, send them. If they introduce themselves as that name, I'll know. I'll know that they're absolutely secure. no idea. That's that's hurtful. Frankly. It was a ridiculous name. With a ridiculous I thought premise. so. It was it was Calvin. It was Cal for short. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go with Rosewood then, and you know. Uh, Goodbye, Crown. I'm assuming you you have you calculated your own fair uh, rate of, of payment. For, for everything that happens. Yes. Great. Uh, anything else? No. So you're Goodbye. coming. No, I was thinking if I had anything to ask you. Sorry. I know. You have Goodbye. a proposition. You're sending someone with money. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think she hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> But an hour passes, um, and all of you would hear, I'm sure, Jay and Maisie, at the very beginning of their uh, space journey, um, a fairly a fairly gentle knock at the door. I get it! You scuttle over. At 11pm. <laughs> uh, and standing there is a rather unassuming uh, halfling. So you, you open the door, look up. Oh. <laughs> so eye to eye. Like a couple of inches. Uh, and it's just a, a, a halfling woman, you know, short blonde bob, 
um, fairly youngish, you know, what you would assume to be 20s, maybe 30s, who just, as soon as you open the door, is just like, Rosewood. Yes. Rosewood. Coming in. <laughs> the, the common area through there. Um, or uh, do you guys mind if I take this in my room? Uh, we, we can, it's up to you. I think we're all in our rooms, aren't we? Yeah, we should just I'm be talking, hearing general murmurs. The uh, they, they can hear me. Uh, what would make you most comfortable, um, Ms. Rosewood? Let's go with that for now. Oh. You can call me uh, Senor Rosewood. Unless you know my name, in which case, just call me Steve. From the idiocy, I'm going to assume that you're Cromwell. I would be Cal. Um, Cal's the big blue one. See, she does know who we are. That was a test. You passed. Come on in. Steps in, walks over to you. I mean, I, I don't know if... See, there is no hallway. It's like the front door opens into the common room. And then the rooms are around the common room. But just wanders over, goes onto the one of the sofas, and is just like... Why are sofas never made of halflings? You're my favourite person I've met so far in this sea. You have endeared yourself to me like no one else here has. No one gets it. Everyone else in this in this flat is tall as fuck. I have to go up the same set of stairs that they do every time. Easy for them. They wonder why I'm out of breath. It's like climbing a goddamn mountain. She doesn't respond. She just chucks like a, a, a small like pouch on the table that just clinks with obvious sound of uh, money inside. Well, not insult you by counting it in front of you. It's nine silver. Each? I was given nine silver. But that doesn't divide by the amount of people that were, that, that were doing the job. Mm-hmm. I was told it was three silver an hour. Yeah, each. You can bring that up with her. Excuse me. <laughs> you phone up and it rings through. <laughs> if I know, Del- even better. It rings twice and then it's it stops. <laughs> Del, we've got an issue. It was three silver an hour. It was three silver an hour on everyone's contract, not for the group. You can send it by post. I know, this might just be your payment. But this is where we... Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, if this is my payment, sure. Don't ask me. I didn't ask you. Um, you volunteered that information, so I'll take this. Uh, I mean, it's nine silver. And then Chuck's like a, a second pouch. An extra two, she said, for your troubles. Oh. Two gold, to clarify. Excuse me. <laughs> like, same thing. <laughs> you ring and it just immediately hangs. I'd like to apologize uh, for my previous tone of voice. Your messenger's not doing things kind of all at once. Um, maybe we'll catch up later. <laughs> Wait, I need to know, Was is there just two gold in a pouch? Just, just two coins? It's a very small pouch. <laughs> I'll pocket that as well. Uh, two gold and sorry, silver. Let me just... um, 
And then she like pulls out of pocket a little sheet of paper that obviously has a note on it. It's like, right, it's a proposition for you. Uh, she said, you do not have to take her up on this, but she'll pay more than last time. Um, how much more? Uh, Let's not skip over the important bit. Well, that that's written at the bottom, but uh, one gold per hour. Extra. Just says one gold per hour. Okay. Well, I suppose that is still more, isn't it? Just still, it's uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, as far as I'm aware, this is straight out of her pocket anyway. Uh, it says once, uh, once I want you to do a little bit of subterfuge. Blah, 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 blah. As it stands, the city guard do not know what happened. Blah, blah, blah. We presume neither does the underworld. Something about using that to our advantage. Uh, and then it names Maisie. Uh, she wants Maisie in particular to uh, impersonate dead thug. Oh, and the rest of you would end up being fake prisoners. Um, something, something, using that to find out where the Crystal Farm reports back to, blah, 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 blah. Uh, don't engage, don't get into a fight, something, something. You will While your reading voice is lovely, uh, Ms. Rosewood, do you mind if I just read that for myself? Because your blah, blah, blahs I find less than reassuring, <laughs> uh, especially when the word Fine. prisoners Whatever. are involved and there's sure. money on the line. Just hand oh, right. it, says, it says blah 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 in a couple of places. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's my bad. <laughs> no, it just says I need I need you to perform a little bit of subterfuge. As it stands, the city guard do not know what happened, and I presume neither do those of the underworld. I think we can use this to our advantage. This is where your particular skills co come in, Maisie. If you are willing, I need you to use your abilities to impersonate one of the dead thugs, using your friends as prisoners, and use that position to find out where that crystal farm reports back to. Once you've done that, find out as much as you can and leave. I cannot stress more how much I do not want you to engage. I appreciate that it may become the only option, but it is not your mission. You will be aided by one of our best and trusted undercover officers, Defender Rosewood of the Redeemers, otherwise known as Blade. Blades. He will assist you on this mission. For this, I'll compensate one girl, one gold per hour worked. Okay, interesting. Um... You wouldn't happen to be this Blades person by any chance. Genius. And before your eyes, the halfling woman just transforms into a changeling sitting in front of you. Uh, not the same fiery form as um, happens with Maisie these days. It's more of like a shimmer as uh, the whole body like grows outwards. And you see these around average human height, maybe five foot five-ish. Uh, with very recognizably changing features, grey skin, white, whitish grey hair and grey piercing eyes, very neatly put together, smart hair, clean shaven face, and uh, wears this, is wearing currently this a variation of the Veiloon and Guard outfit. It did change with the transformation, um, but it has like personal touches um, rather than the classic platinum colour. It's a mixture of dark grey-black sort of metal uh, and bronze. And he wears a different set of trousers that look much more oriented to someone with acrobatic proficiency. And he's sitting there, arms still crossed as were before, with this deadpan stare. They doubt me. Every day they doubt me, and every day I show why they shouldn't. 
Uh, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, should I still call you Ms. Rosewood? Do you have a different title that you prefer? I literally don't have a gender. Whatever you Ms. want. Miss Rosewood, then, if that if that works for you. Um, stay here if you wouldn't mind. I believe that Maisie, the Maisie in question will probably want to meet you. Don't be offended if she doesn't. Um, you have something in common. She's she... a changeling, yes. Yeah, but she only recently found that out, so the only other changing that she meets is like a vision that she has of someone who keeps turning her into a deific figure. Um, but before I go ask if she wants to meet you, which I will assume you're okay with, um, I do have a very important question for you. Yes. Is all that stuff you said before about things not being built to the right height for people like me, was that all just for the character, or do you believe that? Both. Sometimes I'm a halfling, sometimes I'm not. When I'm a halfling, things are inconvenient. I'll take it. I still like you. And I'll, I'll leisurely trundle out. I'll go sure. knock on... Uh... I'll go knock on Neva's door. Sure. Neva, you've heard these sort of voices outside, probably, actually, probably, like, half asleep. But there's a, a significant at your door. Well, it's Cromwell. Is it about Maisie? Uh, it's Maisie adjacent. Is she okay? I, I knocked on your door first. So in other words, I, I have no way of knowing. I tell you what, you stay where you are. No, if she wants I'm to know about up. it, she'll come you get you after. Me up now anyway. Okay. You can thank me later as I go knock on Maisie's door. Sure. Maisie, you and you and Jay. You and I guess you, yeah, you go to the other one. Uh, anyway, you and Jay are sitting there, starting to relax as there's a ding -ding -ding on the door. Oh, who is that? I think they're looking for it. I think they know what happened. I think they're gonna get me. I don't think so. That was far too late of a knock for someone coming to get you. Maybe they're trying to be stealthy. Maisie, I've come to get you! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking a lot louder than I think you thought you were. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, this stuff affects you way more than me. Maybe I should cut back. <laughs> I think... I think something happened. A lot of things have happened. Would you rather not be disturbed tonight? By what? what? Who? Would, would you rather just be left alone? Do you want me to just leave, leave you for now and you can enjoy your evening? Jay just comes over and opens the door. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not Shh. amazing. Neva, you don't have to go to Jay's room. She's here. Shh, shh. Pull him in. Pull him in. Shh. Huh? She's getting paranoid a bit. Don't pull me uh, um, What's going on with the. Oh my god, who the is fuck is that? It? Maisie. Mm. Rosewood, I have to apologize. This is You're super. You're going to want to see this. Uh, everybody, I'd like you to meet my father. <laughs> what? You pick around the corner oh. and there's just a changeling sitting there. You're a changeling this whole time? That is not your dad. No. I just... That was a gauge on, on whereabouts you are. 
This is uh, they're pale. way too good looking to oh, be your dad. For God's sake. Can we get on with business, please? Of course. Business? You wouldn't happen to have any way to sober someone up very quickly from... Don't you dare. I earned this. You didn't, though. You, you decided to give up and go live in a hole. Exactly. This is the closest I can get. He reaches into a little back pouch and pulls out a cookie. It's like snacks. Okay. Oh my god. Take it. No, 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 no. And there's just this almost instantaneous just all of the drugs are gone. Neva, make a note. You're going to need to get some of those. I was just about to ask, where do we acquire this from? That was cruel. It's technically a anti-poison, but Thank you for that. Besides, you're a changeling. Why are Sorry, you? I'll go knock on Cal's Who? door uh, if if he's in. If he wants to come and listen in on this, you hear furious. Not to leave him out. You hear like furious page like turning and stuff, and you crack the door a little bit, and he's like like books everywhere, involved in some work or another, like there fully are all engrossed. Porn <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What, Mermaid Weekly. What is? What is all over the walls, cow? <laughs> I knew you had a blowhole somewhere. No, none of that is right. None of that happens. No, <laughs> he's uh. Come on. He's super busy, and not dating No, that is not canon. <laughs> um. Yes, the changeling. You say you're a changeling, just as you're like, congratulations. Are you the one that we met before when we were working for Captain Dell? I can remember this group. You can't just assume that all changelings are the same if they aren't you, Maisie. I thought there was not many of us. I mean, you can. We can literally change ourselves to be whatever we want. That's the entire point. Hmm. Yeah, but you don't look like the other person as, as a changeling. I assume you're talking about Yala. I'll be honest with you, Rosewood. Yes. I don't remember their name. He just transforms again and looks exactly the same as the changeling you met before. Yeah, but I still wouldn't assume that you were the same person because just you look different. Flitters back, just like... Whatever. Yes. Uh, everybody, this is... Detective? Agent? Defender. This is Defender Rosewood. Of the special Captain Dell Constabulary Police Force. I'm Why don't you just let? I am Defender Rosewood of the Redeemers. With they them pronouns, they don't have a gender. Why don't yes, you I'm let a changeling. That's talk fucking obvious. Themselves. I'm here in place of Captain Dell. Obviously, she couldn't come. I can be a little more subtle. Mm-hmm. They brought this letter. I did. I'm going to break it down. Captain Dell wants you, Maisie. And the rest of you are useful as prisoners. I don't know if that's a good idea right now. Listen, I don't care. There's money in it. Realistically, it would be helpful to have you, but your children. I don't understand why I'm being forced to work with you. We do apologize. You don't have to work with us. I'm paid. To work with you then stop complaining 
So you must be Neva then. If there's a, if there's a like a timetable on this, I think we're gonna have to pass. Timetable. Like uh, um, if it's of importance that it's done soon. Yes, tonight. Yeah, but I like just woke up from almost killing my friend. That n not on purpose. Like Wonderful. I can't control it. It's not. Listen. The things that we are potentially going to be doing this evening could crack open, I would say, at least 25% of the drug problem in this entire city. You may have personal problems, but if we can get behind that and, you know, potentially stop thousands of deaths, I think it's more important than your shit. Okay. Also, we'll be paid a golden hour for it. Okay, but what's the... Like, what's the risk if something goes wrong like if if i just suddenly start stabbing people don't start stabbing people yeah i can't Maisie, control that maybe oh, maybe Maisie explain why that might be an issue before you say you just might randomly start uncontrollably stabbing people uh there's a crystal on my shoulder that has something in it that likes to take control sometimes, and I don't know what triggers it. Fine. Also, they only recently found out that they're a, uh, a changeling. That is... How... You know, don't care. I mean, it thought it was odd you're presenting as a tiefling, but whatever. Listen, okay. Multiple things going on here. One, if you really want to learn about being a changeling, I'm sure I can help. Or more, one of the team will help. I personally don't give a fuck. How if many you... changelings are in the team? Five, including me. Oh. That's what the redeemers are. Oh. And you will work cool. for Captain Dell. We work for the Veilunan Guard. As it currently stands, we are not under Captain Dell, but... We are aligned in our ideals. Gotcha. Alright. Alright, I'll do it. Good. You didn't read the, the thing. It, it says it's dangerous. Oh, that's not... The, yeah. So, okay. They told me everything I this, needed to know. Do you want to use this as an opportunity? You know, in case... In case you happen to die or something goes wrong, to ask any further follow-up questions, maybe about how we think your mum's a changeling and stuff. I'll no, we can wait. We can wait on that. How about we put it this way? I have sympathy for not understanding being a changeling. It is not something I personally went through, but I know it can be confusing. After all of this, I'm sure I can arrange the group to talk with you. Or at least some of them. At the very least, good. John will want to talk with you. They are more a fan of the feelings things. Okay, yeah, I mean, I just, I've talked about it a lot recently, so... In terms it's, of your... Some doing would be good. Something that takes over. It may not be this, but I've worked with werewolves before. If you can keep it con in control, if you know what your trigger is, or if you're happy for me to kill you if you go out of control... I'm fine with you working with us. 
I personally am. Uh, my sister will not be. Nope. Okay. I don't need her permission. I need yours. Okay, yeah, sure. Good. Maybe. I knew yeah. I liked you. Why are you just going out and giving permission to be killed? Only if I get out of control. We will find a way to control you. I mean, well, the, hope it doesn't come to the preferred method would be just to knock me unconscious. But if you have to kill me, then do. Hey, have you ever seen a figure like the figure Maisie sees that Cromwell describes? Which figure are you describing? The uh, white one. The white one. The black one? Black one. The one that, the one yeah. that you see. She's seen both. <laughs> the, the, the one that's pure darkness. More commonly, she sees the... the Cal, Cal sees the light one. Oh, the one that you see more commonly. Yeah. Never. That's a shame. Cool, so that's something else. That's not... Okay. Are Never you mind. staying in the to... tiefling form? Until I need to not be. Weird. Fine. Is that like a is that like a faux pas? Is that like a cultural thing? It's there's nothing wrong with it. It's just strange. I've never met a changeling that prefers a different form. It's comfortable. That's very interesting. Hmm. Anyway, we need to make our way to the site. I have one last question. Oh my god. Yes. If you die on this mission, I won't. But you know, just in case you die, we get separated, etc. Can Captain Dell put Maisie in touch with the other redeemers for this chat, or is that only through you? Yes, she is able to contact okay, the other redeemers. I. What? I did. I didn't know how secretive this this was. It was just. It was just so that Macy still gets her. If you're her, implying I'm the heart. leader of the redeemers, I am not. I was. I wasn't wondering if you were the leader. I, I. I honestly, I had just assumed that you were. You have a very commanding presence. <sighs> no, not me. Shall we? We shall. He transforms, uh, this time just into a um, human uh, human male of some kind, brown hair, slightly older features. Actually, no, considering you, younger features, looking a similar age to the rest of you, uh, with some just like unassuming clothes, um, you know, fairly smart. Lazy, you would of course note that the clothes change. How? How did, the clo- how did you do the clothes thing? The clothes do it with me. It's just the clothes. How? What do you mean, how? I've... I was... I I don't have that. When I... Show them. Show them. Do it. I'll just go to my change list. My clothes do this thing. Y- yes. Because you don't have special wear. Yeah! Wh- how do I get that? I mean, if you want to use the same method I used, join the Veilun and Guard, work your, work your way through the ranks, eventually become part of a group of subdiffuse uh, specialists, and then get given uniform that is able to do so. I'll pass. Yeah. Or buy it. 
that's more her style. <laughs> and then uh, he heads off looking like a student as the rest of you. Um, heading downstairs, hailing a cab to head down into Southridge. I will just very quickly mm-hmm. poke my head back around Cal's very slimy door. Say, Cal, they're heading Not out. Slimy. If you're <laughs> he just gives you like that uh, hand wave. Uh, just like, no, no, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm working no, something no, out. I've got it. I've got me. it. Go oh, close the door. The implication <laughs> of what he's doing is not right. None of that is canon. I will not allow you to make that canon. Well, on the way down the stairs, I'll say to Jake, he's laying eggs in there. It's gross. It's <laughs> that is canon. It's like, like tadpole spawn. No. This is worse than um, Salmon's flesh tongue. <laughs> anyway. You don't want a thousand tiny cows running around? <laughs> I don't think anyone wants that. Right. Can you imagine if they all sounded exactly like Mark? Fool me. Get out of here, leave! I will kick you. So. It's a bit of an awkward coach ride. Rosewood is basically saying nothing the entire time. But eventually you get into the depths of Southreach, back to uh, the scene of your most recent crimes. Uh, technically not crimes, I guess, because you were doing it for the good guys. But, you know, there was murder involved. Um, Self-defense. And when you get out, I'm just trying to find my way, because you did this in a slightly different order from you get to the flat complex, and you can see, uh, well, I mean, Neva and Cromwell, you would note that the outside, where there were a lot of bodies, there are no longer any bodies. You assume they've been cleaned up so that the general public doesn't freak out. Maisie, you wouldn't have known that there was going to be any, so it doesn't mean much to you. But you're brought to the doors of flat one. So for Maisie's context, you previously went to flat five, directly underneath it is flat one. And inside of here is a very, very similarly, in fact, exactly the same layout, except some of the walls have kind of been busted down. It's even more broken down than the one you looked at. Uh, and it's extremely cold. It's still very cold uh, for the others who would recognize the cold, but it's extremely cold in here. And through and to the left, there's just this like pit of sand, which has got to be, 30 feet long or something like that um, which has pink crystals growing out of it varying sizes and then inside of the sand is this crumbling decalcified bones humanoid bones what and then the fuck is going on here the door as you're walking in is absolutely littered with bullet holes it's absolutely completely fucked um, and for the others of you, the walls around seem even more damaged than they were, if that's possible. And the various bodies that used to be scattered around uh, outside are scattered around inside of here with fresh, hopefully fake blood all over the walls. Uh, the Crystal Farm has not been touched, presumably an effort to keep good standings with whoever's in charge. And you can see um, the minigun that was in the center of the room that caused all the damage uh, is still there has been fixed since it was most recently destroyed. There's <laughs> so much of this, so Roman is like, what the fuck happened here? It would be very much that. You'd be like, what in the actual fuck did I miss? And Rosewood walks in. Uh, he would have said, by the way, to this point, don't call him Rosewood, call him Blades. Um, then Blades. Um, 
and they walk in and uh, they say right um, the general plan is we're going to take one of the communicators from these dead thugs call in the attack say that we have prisoners and we need to move the product out myself and Maisie we will look like a couple of these thugs and the other two can be our prisoners I will say of the three at three sorry SJ is there um, I will say I don't know how much you're aware of the crystals here but as we go not at all these are the initial form of angel fire oh yeah. There's a large process to go through to turn them into Angel Fire, but the point is, this is where it starts. The reason it is so cold in here is because of the volatile nature of these crystals. Now, it's fairly difficult to make them explode. It's heat that does it, hence the cold. But if you do manage to set one off, it'll cause a chain reaction. And that chain reaction in this volume will most likely take out everyone in this building. Okay. Just Good be to careful know. and we'll Won't be fine. fuck with them. It takes a fairly significant amount to set them off. Yes. Okay. Maisie, even mm. though I can totally see it being your vibe uh, to use your parlance, I would not like to die in a blaze of glory. Um, just putting it out there. I'm amazed. I don't want to trigger an explosion with these crystals. I'm amazed that any of you are still alive. Looking at this, the the uh, having heard of the uh, explosion upstairs. I was wasn't covered, so. here. So I'm just saying. If any of that heat had managed to make it down here, it's a concrete building. We're, l- we're lucky. Just be fucking careful. Uh, and then he's going to wander over to. Um, so there were two thugs in here. Just heads over to one of the. Uh, initially, there was the one on the gun and one around the corner. He heads over to the one that was around the corner, who's just like lying on the floor, you know, various cuts and blades. I, be- I don't believe this is the one that got decapitated. One of them has been decapitated. Um, oh yeah one of them got slammed <laughs> onto like got a piece of um, like barbed wire or something shoved up through his yeah. neck there's some violent uh, stuff I forgot, I forgot I decapitated one of them uh, no you didn't decapitate <laughs> one you, you hung one on the chain link um, yeah I, one I of the Bendrin came up and Bendrin came up with two swords and sliced one of their heads off anyway oh um, you don't know what goes, I did to the last person either <laughs> I don't know what happened here at all it's amazing. Anyway, he goes over to the one of the ones that was there, uh, male figure, and just transforms, same clothes, same everything, um, and just like grabs the body and just like chucks it into the side room. <laughs> um, after taking like you know the like a communicator and certain things and the uh, weapons, which I believe on him was sword. I will look that up because I honestly don't remember. In two weeks, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to use it anyway, it doesn't matter. But he takes the equipment and then stands there, it's like, amazing. So we just have to be prisoners, right? Yes, we'll oh. tell you what. 
I guess I'll have to change into the dead person's clothes. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Is there one that's not like full of holes and and bloodied? <laughs> um, yeah. There's, I'd say, the least hole-ridden one is the. It would be the one that, um, Cromwell killed by piercing on the chain link fence. So the back of the base of the head, if I remember correctly, or through like the head is like fucked. <laughs> but the clothes themselves bar a little bit of blood are fine. Okay. Um, is there a changing room? <laughs> I mean, this I'm just going to just go in the bathroom or something for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Pull them in. <laughs> go into the bathroom, leaving a little trail of blood and uh, I have them face the wall so they're not looking at me (laughs) honestly fair enough (laughs) yeah what what does this dead person look like Um, I mean I I hadn't said any descriptions prior because they're all just bugs so um, we'll go with like a a fairly muscular sort of uh, male figure about you know six foot tall, so you end up getting taller, bigger, and as you speak, it would be you don't have to do it, but it'd be a bit more of like a raspy esque smoker's voice. Male. This is weird. <laughs> come out and he's like, "Good, um, right. We'll need to tie up the rest of you three. Oh, also, and he." shimmers again and doesn't change form but like puts like a black eye and some like scrapes and scratches on the body it's probably best you do that too okay I'll 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 have my actual scar um, revealed sure on this guy's face and then just a few bruises and just yes are you actually tying us up or is this like a super secret thing that looks like we're tied up but we can actually slip out of it if we need to we're actually tying you up and he pulls off like what he pulled off one of the bodies like a couple pairs of like handcuffs effectively good job Kyle's not here then yeah he just slipped right out of them (laughs) Uh, is is that why no, like, but, but, like, actually, why Why is it good Cal's not here, though? Don't worry. I, I think it was a sex joke, implying <laughs> that Cal likes handcuffs and is kinky in the bedroom. Is that? I'm going to assume okay. from Purdy's reaction that I was correct, or, uh, dear listeners. So he walks over. <laughs> <laughs> walks over to Jay, who puts her hands behind her back and, you know, get all, uh, um, cuffed up, and then do the other two of you just allow it? Any complaints? Yeah, just allow it. Should my hands please be handcuffed in front of me rather than behind? No. It's just what, gonna be do you want it to look like we gave you special treatment? No. What if I was like... No. No, you're right. You, I'll... I'll... I'll defer to your expert opinion. Good. Just push your hands behind your back and ties them up. They're uncomfortable. I mean, they're handcuffs, <laughs> you know. Do they go down to yes. 
my teeny yes. tiny wrists. Yes. That's a shame. They're variable handcuffs of magical nature. See, they always take the, the smaller races into account when it benefits them. Exactly. Right? This is a fucking Chief Wiggum, Mackie Simpson situation where he's had a tiny murderer before and had to get, like, special handcuffs made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this crime syndicate. For uh, Neva as well. <laughs> yeah, Neva yeah. just kind of accepts it. Three of you, take a seat. <laughs> Has he exp have they explained the escape plan on the way here, by the way? <laughs> what escape plan? Well, you're taking us somewhere. Uh, we'd like to leave afterwards. Can't create a plan if I don't know where we're going. No, oh, okay. That's the I mean, point of the mission, right? Just to find out where mind, we're going. Bear in mind me and Maisie can look like whoever. I can change I can do plan. that. Sorry. Just... For formulating the plan later, I, I can also do that sometimes. That is useful to know. How about we just be quiet and let them get on with it? I'm just... I'm having fun. I'm we never do stuff as a group like this. That's a, We do stuff like this as a group all the time. I yeah, know. Sorry, we do stuff like this as a group all the time. <laughs> Rose or Blades uh, talks into the... Um, little like talkstone communicator and just sort of like it gives a general like uh you know we've had a problem we had a fight we've captured three of them uh a couple got away but you know there's a lot of dead we need to move this this product out of here now and there's a little you know the classic like <laughs> coming from the other end and now we wait so so where the tiefling look? That's how I was raised. Very strange. I've never yeah. seen someone raised not as a changeling. Why would parents, parents were very controlling, so... Your parents they're, were... They're tieflings, as far as I know. Adopted. Yes. Okay. Pretty sure I'm from a different world. I know that sounds absolutely insane, but the god things we were talking about before was that pauses and furrows brow. It's like, well, I don't see any difference. Yeah, I don't know. Fine. Listen. You'll find it useful to talk to at least one of us. It would be cool to meet all of you, but... Yeah. We are generally busy, and... <sighs> it just takes a breath. It's like, my... cold demeanor. It's a result of a job. I don't mean to be so... harsh. I don't mind it. What I'm saying is, I would be glad to become part of your community, to help with your understanding of yourself, if you want. I appreciate that. I mean, Just... he, he looks around and is like, if your crew was able to deal with this, then you can't be completely useless. 
Yeah. Sometimes you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the time, we're exactly as we look. <laughs> They're children. I'm surprised mm -hmm. you're even in this kind of life. It's been a long few months. <laughs> I'm sure. Maybe there'll be a place for you in Ecuador eventually. Maybe. I've never liked the idea of joining up with the guards, but the stuff we've been doing for Dell has been pretty cool. I question my allegiance a lot. There's a very strong push of if I'm a part of the problem, does that just make me the problem? But considering my skill set and position, I think I can do more from within than without. I hope I get to see it that way one day as well. Yeah. Luckily, I'm in a position with a bit more freedom. It means I can go on missions like this. Take a bit of extra... Be a bit extra to the law. Yeah, I think that's the way I would prefer it if I... I mean... If I had to, yeah. Your choices are be a part of the guard or be a part of the adventurous guild. Or be a fugitive. Fugitive? Well, if you're doing this kind of stuff and oh, yeah. you're part of either of those, you are a fugitive. Mm. Yeah, the guild seems to suck real bad. Mm -hmm. The guild pricks get in our way all the time. It's one of the advantages of being in Veluna. Very little guild activity. Any other city, and oh, I wouldn't want to be a guard there constantly in the way going on about who's in charge and who's important especially in courts here noted we've mostly Mate, been here I'm in charge I'm important we've can't, mostly just been <laughs> hands behind your back <laughs> we've mostly just been here in Bay Luna, so I mean we yeah. went to courts here for a little bit we didn't run into him there but we weren't there long you wouldn't have for the day-to-day. Gorgeous -day. is fairly good for not having too many problems, but when something pops off, you'll find the guild wants to put their finger in, the guard, the fucking king wants to put his everything in. Oh. Swing, swinging around his personal guild. The king has his own personal guild? You must have seen them. Alex can't remember the name of them, but you, have, <laughs> you, you would see him all over the place. Or like when you've been to um, Courtesy, there's like posters of like, uh, sort of like boy band posters of the... Um... Boy band posters? Yeah, it, it's no! Very, it's very much, it's not boy band in the sense of like how they're posed and stuff, but it's very like celebrity focused. Um, where's my fucking... Ah! Ha 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 ha! <laughs> the Order of the Panthers. The spectacular. I, I, I was. Guy. I wanted to say the Golden Panthers. That's because it's taken from the Golden Panthers. The yeah. Golden Panthers. Um, he, yeah, the says, Golden Panthers was a basketball team. I don't know. Um, he says the Order of the Panthers is the king's fucking uh, personal guild. 
And then he's got that spectacular fire, which I'm sure you saw posters for. Oh, yeah. All over, like, the the student hall. Laronis Hellthorn. Fang. Fang. Have, have you ever heard of Terminus Hellthorn? No, but I imagine my sister has. <laughs> she might poke up. Terminus Hellthorn. <laughs> Terminus Hellthorn was the the panther, the was Fang, the rich guy who was kind of being like Batman in Courtier. Yeah, worked with the strangelings. Was a what's the word? Alex has forgotten. Vigilante. Such a good word. It was a vigilante, <laughs> and now this disgusting perversion of that name. I actually like the idea of like him going, what's the word? And he was just piped on the vigilante. <laughs> it's a perversion. <sighs> but then are they all? I, you know, I don't... I've never been a big fan of the whole adventure thing. Good. It seems to be, I don't know, twisted. It's broken. Too popular. A system that creates issues so that they can be solved. Anyway. Oh no. It's bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> 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 <Neither> <laughs> <in> the corner. <laughs> no, that's one of the goons arriving just outside the door. <laughs> A little bit later, maybe 30 minutes after this conversation, there's noise outside as uh, Blade stands up, gets prepared to come in, and a full, like, team turns up. There's a few people in hazard suits who just start immediately cleaning blood, clearing bodies, uh, and then a couple other who are, like, you know, holding guns and swords who sort of become, like, standing at the door. And then this very large man uh, in guard uniform, guard armor, with a very large sword, walks through the door, has to like duck a little bit just to get through. Um, you'd be vaguely aware that in the guard, there are two kind of versions of the guard. There's the heavies and the knots. The heavies are the ones that are huge with big muscles, big swords, you know, big armor. It's the, it's the same kind of thing as um, the same style as Verandalis's big guy, big armor. Walks in and is just like, All right, what the fuck happened here? Does Maisie speak up or just leaving this to. I'm leaving it to him. Yeah, he's like, Well, basically, <laughs> I don't know where they came from. There was something upstairs. I don't know why they were up there. The explosion. We got prepared. They opened up a door. We started firing. Some of them go away. These ones here did not. He's going to roll a deception. <laughs> uh, he's going to roll a wonderfully high deception. What's the insight? High, but not high enough. Hi. Um, Hi. He's like... Well, let's start collecting all this shit up. Put it in the boxes. Save what you can. And then bring it with you. And he just turns around, dumps off, and uh, 
Rose would sort of give you like a look and then walks over and then a bunch of you start like digging crystals out just like having to shift the bones out of the way when you move the bones they like crumble immediately like they've been completely degraded just lifting these crystals out carefully you can see, you see they're all wearing gloves so you're like i will put some gloves on and then putting it into these big boxes uh, which are already there uh, you can see that everything is you know cold yes from your description are these dinosaur's bones they are not dinosaur's bones. <laughs> Crumble as soon as you touch them. <laughs> uh, you know, they put them in these boxes. You can tell they're like refrigerated boxes as well. Close them all down and they start transporting them outside. And as you follow, there's a couple carriages, big carriages with all sorts of... You know, it's kind of like ye olde the equivalent of a, of a flatbed truck. <laughs> you know, with space to put on like a bunch of stuff or in a little cupboard. And then once it's all cleared up, um, you leave outside the the biggest is like, oh, come on, we'll take it to the warehouse. And he gets on the front of one of the uh, big ones, just sort of stands. Everyone piles on. You're all taken out. He, he does say as well, you know, bring the prisoners. You grab onto the three of them, drag them, put them inside uh, the back with like all the boxes and very uncomfortably. And as you leave, you can see, because you're sitting on the back of effectively a flatbed, as you leave, you can see a couple of uh, hazard suit people stay back, and there's just this sudden light up of flames as they've got some kind of flamethrower or another, just like <laughs> just blasting the entire of that that apartment, just like blasting out the windows. Mm-hmm. I'm trying um, my best to keep a straight face. I'll, I'll make a telepathic connection with uh, with Neva, and I'll go. Why not make a lot of well, they draw a lot of attention, wouldn't you think? They'll just pretend it's like a fire flat. Okay. I just thought it was strange. <laughs> Probably is. Could you please move your elbow? You're kind of digging into me. <laughs> <laughs> She'll move it further into him. Ow! What did Maisie do with her other clothes? They would be um, in the flat, right? Did you, leave, did you leave them? I would have a bag, wouldn't I? I can assume. You can stuff them in there. I'll give you that. <laughs> I assume when we're out on stuff like this, we carry a bag. I, don't, I, I, I will allow that. So I was just like, if you were just like, oh, I left them behind. <laughs> just being I wouldn't tall. have left them in a flat we're never going back to anyway. Uh, it's not a particularly long journey. You can tell you're staying within the bounds of Southreach and going into the much more warehouse-esque section, the factory bits, uh, away from the more livable area, if you can call it that. Until eventually, you're brought to the doors, brought to the doors of a warehouse. It's a giant metal building. Uh, very much alike all of the buildings around. These giant hangar-style doors that open as you approach. Uh, and all of the, uh, or most of the people that were around just start taking these boxes. They don't go in the front door. They end up going around the side and just disappearing out of view. All except for a couple of extras. The big guy who spoke to you, obviously, uh, Maisie, you and Rosewood, and then the three of you as prisoners who are grabbed uh, and pull off the uh, off the warehouse. Mm -hmm. It is 
gigantic. And you were led almost immediately through and to the left to an office. You can see that there's a lot of activity in this warehouse. These gigantic shelves, which do have like tons and tons of boxes and crates and stuff, which I couldn't be bothered to go through and individually place them all here. And a, a bunch of just like townsfolk workers who are taking stuff off, moving stuff around, various sort of like warehouse duties. The other end of this uh, gigantic warehouse uh, around, what is that about? 150, 200 feet away is another giant set of hangar doors, almost exactly opposite where you are, shut with a couple guards standing outside of them. But yes, you're led immediately through to this little uh, office building on the side. To bring you through, open up this door, leads you inside. And you're met with an unfortunately well-recognized face. God damn it. The office is a fairly large brick structure, which has obviously been made after the construction of the warehouse. And there's a desk at the far end. Around the walls there are various bookcases, shelves, filing cabinets, presumably with plenty of information in them. And in the center is a map of Veluna with various markings and points on it. Sitting at the desk, you see a familiar face. Behind the desk, you see a similar, vaguely familiar figure. The one behind the desk is a figure dressed in robes, which you recognize to be the figure that was inside of the jail cell at the bottom of the lock and key, trapped in the cell. You can see more clearly now their face, this gaunt, almost dead appearance with pure black eyes, skin tight to the bones, with a rather odd metal lower jaw and obviously robotic arms. The other figure, sitting at the desk, legs up on the table, up on the desk, is a one-armed man with messy red hair who you recognize from quite a while ago, who you fought against in an alleyway whilst helping out a shopkeeper. You may remember, mm -hmm. it's when you killed two orcs. Was that the one that Cal just very randomly got us involved in? Yeah. Like, yeah. You were like, you yeah. hear a noise down the alleyway, and Cal was like, oh, I'll go see what that was. Just see and some I'm guy pretty sure it, it was the same him. map as what we were in at the start of this episode. Yeah, I reused that because I... <laughs> I was like, I recognise this map and I, the I'm fight that we had in there. I'm impressed that you recognised it, honestly. I, I didn't. Because so. I, 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 re I remade it a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm this other guy in the robes yes. was underneath Fletcher's shop yeah. Yeah, oh, the other the one, one in the other in a, cell. Okay. Yes. The one that yeah, wouldn't walk or anything. Yes, he was the one who just, no matter what we said, just was non-responsive. Yes. So it's not our fault if he's evil. Cool, cool, cool. So they're him. both going to recognize the prisoners. Cool. That's that's fun and great. Well, as you walk over, Wrecker, who you would know him as, sitting in the chair, goes... Was at that point? No, I, I I thought through very hard. You weren't in disguise. Okay. Uh, Joe, I didn't see Cromwell's new mini. Very nice. What? I really need oh, to get my mini. new mini sorted. The the attack mini? That I've had that for ages. Yeah, that's been around for ages. Have you? Yeah, yeah that one's been around for a long time. What the hell? 
as you step like months. <laughs> Wrecker in the office chair takes his legs off the desk and sort of stands up, leaning forward on the desk, and goes, "Well, fuck me! Look at these three. <laughs> what a wonderful coincidence that fate would bring us together once again." I'll admit, it's impressive that you brought down my two wonderful orc friends, but uh, I guess all that was for nothing, eh? Put them in the basement. I'm sure uh, Matthew will want to question them tomorrow. And uh, so can I? Are we we're not gagged, are we? No, but the big but guy immediately walks over and just like uh, probably grabs me for being closest. Do, do we know you? Way. I don't recognize you. Who are There's you? Not is, he kind of just lets that little uh, little giggle to himself, a little chuckle, silent chuckle to himself, as uh, your well. Oh, he's taking all of them. As he drags. Yeah, I thought. Of, okay, yeah, I was gonna help him. As <laughs> as you start to step away, Maisie, Rick is just like, ah, nah, Fuck. you stay. God damn it! And y yes, sir. The rest of you, you're taken down through these doors down below into a lovely little basement area that I will uh, boop, boop, boop. there we go those are some very steep stairs they really are as he drags you down and the two that are down there assist in putting you each in a cell boop 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 right it's this gigantic yeah, metal area like Franklin. <laughs> it's a gigantic metal area which just has, uh, what is that, four, five, six cells around the two of the walls. Uh, thick, heavy metal walls and basically nothing else around apart from a little table for the uh, guards to sit at. The uh, inside of the cells is fairly bare. There's a toilet, there's a sink, and there's a bed. And it's pretty silent. The echo of the door sh uh, shutting is there, and then you hear the clonking as people sort of vaguely walk away. This guy's just gonna chill over here. Through my mental connection with Neva, which will last mm -hmm. another uh, minute, as soon as she's out of my sight, I think. Is that a minute? Uh, I will say, do, do you reckon we've kind of fulfilled our obligations here and we, we can just kind of get out of here now? Not yet. What, what what do you think we have to do past this? Just wait. If we start trying to get out now, it may blow Major's cover. Oh yeah, but like you know, if if the opportunity presents itself and the alternative is dying horribly or being turned into a cyborg, like we're fine to go. Then we've we've done the job at this I, point. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Back up the stairs, uh, Rekka starts walking round to you over this table, uh, the, the table with the map on it, and leans down, one arm on it, and looks at you, Maisie. Uh, you presume through random selection, he just goes, right, fucking happened then. So, uh, you know, we were guarding the stuff, and these kids show up with uh, some of the... Some of the cops and try to try to get their way with us and they clearly didn't hmm. well I'll admit it's uh, 
I'm curious that you're able to take down these particular ones. I've seen them before. Not exactly uh, useless. They took mm, down. Didn't leave us without our scars. We took down Ambo and Big Mike. Where the fuck you two survive? Luck, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they're having a bad day. Give me a deception. No, don't make me. Don't make me. Arguably, maybe survived because she wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, this is real cruel to make to make me try to recount the events of the thing I was not around for. I'm aware. It's very cruel. You see the little uh, photos of Brown is like, right. How much of the product was left? Uh, they didn't touch the product. Hmm. So they came along for no particular reason, didn't try to do anything with the product. You managed to take them down, and that's it. Well, some got away. There were other kids. Uh, I think they were doing something upstairs. There was some noise mm. up there before. Hmm. Turns around, goes back to his uh, his desk and sits down. You see at this point, the figure to the side just sort of like brings up a hand and obviously like starts wiggling the fingers a little bit and like little sparks of electricity start going across the fingers. It's just like, it's just so fucking curious. Well, presuming that what you say is true, where does that leave us, huh? One warehouse down. Who's going to compensate that? I don't know. Take it from the police like we normally do, I guess. Police like we normally do. Oh, just so easy, huh? As far as I'm concerned... You're in charge, or at least you're the only ones left. So it's your responsibility. Suppose so. How how will we go about compensating that, sir? As he's sitting there, he uh, pulls out a drawer from his desk, or he, like he uh, pulls out a little key, open, unlocks, and opens a drawer, and brings out a massive like leather-bound book thump, down the desk and just slams open to a page. It's like, well, let's have a look at these numbers, shall we? It looks like what you've just lost us was making mm, 15,000 gold a month. So either you find somewhere new right fucking now or I'll divide that by 30 and you can pay off your debt every single fucking day. Someplace new, then. Mm, sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He just sits down, closes the book again, puts it in his drawer, slams it shut. And uh, Rose was just like, sounds like IQ. <laughs> just, just leaves out the door. <laughs> and you're left. The, uh, the big guard is now standing at the door, just looks at you, just like, <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> Mm. Who's this guy? 
Thug A. Yeah, various uh, thugs and things around. Yeah. And you're just left in this giant warehouse with your friends locked in what you presume to be the basement, because he did say the basement. We sure are. I just look towards the the grown adult changeling man for any kind of direction. <laughs> you see he's like, hmm. He's, he's scanning the room, looking at... You can tell he's just processing everything, taking in all the... I will join him in scanning. <laughs> sure, give me a... Uh, give me a... Perception. Twelve. There's not a lot of extra information. The only things are what I've kind of already said. There's these giant shells, kind of like Amazon Warehouse style, people moving around. Uh, you could probably see that at least from the boxes that you can see being opened, there's just like materials in there, like clothing materials, nothing that seems particularly off. But there is this big door at the back, which has guards in front of it, which it wouldn't take much of a perception to think that's probably where something is going on, whatever that is. Um, mm -hmm. You've got this door just right next to the office, which is the only other door, maybe the basement. And then you've got the uh, front door, which is the one you've already walked through. It just has a couple guards around it. Nothing particularly, you know, strong in terms of security. But there's a lot of people around, a lot of guards around. I will create a telepathic link with mm. um, the guy next sure. to me. What do you say? And hold on. Uh... Do I take damage on this one? First time you use this ability after long rest, you do not. So, yes, but I do roll to see how far from one. Okay. Yeah, I just say, what's the plan? Then? Well, it makes it very interesting that they were known. Puts a bit of a damper on what would have been fairly easy because they're not going to let them go easy we need to make a choice right now either immediately try to get into the basement or leave and come back in a little bit how well can they survive huh <laughs> um they can fend for themselves, but we are kind of in the belly of the beast here. Mm -hmm. It's more than they can handle as well. Then I suggest we leave and come back as different people. Okay. Let's do it. So the two of you wander just straight out the front door, a little nod to those who are standing there, out onto the streets of Southreach. Down in the basement. Fuck. Cromwell's on the toilet. <laughs> Apparently. They have facilities. Think... It would be rude not to use them. Um, what do you think the over-under on, over on whether or not they function? Honestly? Yeah, it's fairly clean. <laughs> it's, it's fairly clean. Um, I know, like, what the, the Hailstar stuff, it's hard to, like, show that. But, like, though it is all metal, and it's not, like, perfect. It's not like it's damp or 
any of that kind of stuff. The toilets are relatively clean. You know, they're not like covered in grime. The beds are uncomfortable, but you know, they're not again covered in grime. It's mostly just minimal. Um, so they're millennials. <laughs> um, are any of you going to do anything in these cells? I know the the choices are limited, but you know. Does she, and then Neva, have pen and paper for? It's Neva, of course she does. Cool. Love a notepad of some kind. Oh, our shit wasn't taken. Oh, okay. Let me look through my inventory. Well, weapons would have been taken off you, yes. Though I didn't mention it, of course. Um, if you wanted to hide any weapons, we can retrospectively do a little roll to Just see how we hide them. Just my wand. Do you care about the wand? I mean, it's it's a pretty shitty looking wand. Yeah. It's kind no, of a I stick with I, some crushed seashell yeah, on it. I think I think you've still got the wand. Jameth definitely doesn't have her uh, sledgehammer. <laughs> she doesn't she need it. She with her? <laughs> I didn't say where she left it. But no, she doesn't need it. Um, but yeah, she'd have a pen and paper. Do I just summon a horse in here? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> it came out the toilet! <laughs> How how sturdy is, are these walls looking? Like, just Thick pretty obviously metal. sturdy? Give me or an the words. <laughs> me an investor. Yeah, yeah, but if there's going to be a weak point in the room, it will be the door, won't it? It's a 10 on the dice, so that's only like 12. I mean, so with the walls, if you up against them, there's not a lot of reverberation, implying that they're probably fairly hefty. Uh, the door, you saw it open. It opened on hinges. Um, it looks very technical on here. It's just like a big metal door. Uh, it seemed fairly heavy. You would have seen the thickness. It's thicker than the average door. Um, so probably not something you could kick down. And you would have heard a fairly significant clunk when they would have locked it. So it's all well maintained. And... It seems to be like there's not, uh, with a 12 at least, it doesn't seem like there are many obvious um, weak points. Like the only quote weak point would be there's a pipe that goes under the toilet <laughs> but whether that is usable is well probably un unusable it's so red on my camera now I know you just got to even though <laughs> yeah <sighs> I guess I'll get out my uh, steel bowl I took from Franklin's house and just put it down somewhere to add like a, a homey touch <laughs> sure uh, just like the flat that you were in before uh, before you joined the uni. <laughs> yeah. Someone else's steel bowl, just classing up the place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is Neva doing anything with the pen and paper? Uh, she's writing a letter. Do you want to keep that to yourself for now? Yeah, I can do. Wonderful. Now, if you want to say it, you can. Just say... No, let's add a bit of mystery to who she's writing to. Wonderful. Is it... Is it M? It's a Outside. big M. <laughs> <laughs> Outside on the streets of Southreach, um, Rosewood shifts visage as you go round a corner when nobody's looking in the in the darkness. Uh, they shift their visage again into just another random look. This time it's a um, uh, it's an elf 
about yeah, short for an elf, five foot six. Um, fairly slight features, quite thin. Uh, and just looks to you like, well, this is not quite what I expected. Uh, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting to see familiar faces. Mm. And I will shift into a big buff lady that fills out the clothes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he just whoops up. He's like, yeah, if you're going to do this more often, you're going to need some different clothes. Yeah. Hmm. Otherwise, my options are pretty limited. Hmm. <sighs> as far as I see, there's two things that I'm focused on. One, getting your friends back. I don't know what the basement is like, but knowing the general crew that we have, it's most likely fairly heavily fortified, which means we'll need to convince them to let them free. The second thing, that ledger. The less you want the ledger. If we could get it, that would be a major step. But I don't know how we'd get in there. My bets are from the minimal we know about Wrecker. He'll leave at some point, but there'll be guards on the door. We can attempt to look like him and work our way back in once he's gone. But that's risky. Alternatively, uh -huh. we can look like a guard and take duty. That that figure that was behind him, he was mm. he also recognizes our group. He was um, in one of the places that we infiltrated. Helpful. Though he seemed to be a prisoner there, I'm not sure what he's doing here now. They're doing here now. What they even are. I've never heard them speak. Interesting. And where was this? Um what's that shop called? The lock and key. Yeah, was that the lock and key? It wasn't you guys who fucked that place up, was it? Yeah. Jesus. But the reports are... It wasn't anyone who looked like you who went down there. Oh, right, we were disguised. Okay, so That's that right. one probably doesn't recognize you. Which is good. Okay. I reckon we need a distraction. We need a distraction, a key, and to be really fucking fast. A distraction, a key, and to be really fast. Key for the office, distraction to get yeah. people away, and fast to get them out of there. Cromwell said he can change how he looks. That will be vital. What can the other two do? Whoa! Um, what was that? Fuck all. Oh. Uh, 
Neve is really smart and and pretty quick with a dagger. Uh, Jay can turn into a big jackalware. And also a small jackal. And also a small jackal. Also useful for getting out of him. So that means our main concern is Neva. Think we can take people if there's only one or two of them down there with them? It's risky. For everyone upstairs, here's that. There's, what did I count? At least five of them with guns, five of them with swords. One of them, the big guy with the sword, the magic thing in the office, mm. and then, of course, Rekka, who is not to be misjudged as to his power. We do not want to get into a fight here. We would lose. There is a distraction I can think of. You might is it a cat by chance? It is not a cat. This is the cat <laughs> going back. It's Baldur's Gate 3's Minor Illusion. Cast yep. cat. Yep. We need to get all of the workers out of there. But yeah. I'm willing to bet that past those big doors, there's a fuck ton of crystals. Oh, no. Do you want to make a crater? <laughs> I, I mean... Is there going to be collateral damage? What's around here? <laughs> Is it just all the warehouses? That's a good question. Let's investigate. Throwing He's me. like, wow, didn't realize you were such a square. Didn't realize you weren't <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's throw two investigations each. Two? Okay. Yeah, because you're looking around in multiple places. Uh, nat 20 and uh, 10. <laughs> What's the other one? A 10. 10. The nat 20 will help influence the other one as well. The area, uh, as you walk around the big warehouse, looking left and right, there's a fairly large gap between the warehouses. Um, and with the information given by um, Rosewood, you'd assume that most likely the entire of this back end of this warehouse and a gigantic crater, you know, like 100 foot wide, would just decimate the area um so the two warehouses left and right there's not a lot of activity and when you try to like peek in the natural 20 is pretty good they seem uh, the one on the right is empty for whatever reason the one on the left is minimal activity there's like a few people maybe three workers just like milling about doing various inventory it's mm. very late you know you're, you're talking like cl close to midnight at this point and also, wouldn't that affect, you know, down in the basement where our people are? Well, you don't want to get them out, obviously. Oh, first. Well, if we start a fire, everyone will get out. Especially if we know what's in the back of here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, fire. I, I can do fire. Yeah. Okay. We're going to need to wait until things change about. Catch someone on their way in, subdue them, turn into them. Let's see what the fuck we can do. Alright, yeah. 
Sounds good. So he goes around the corner and sits. Waits, yeah. And as you get around the corner, he transforms back into his uh, normal sort of neat-looking self. Um, and you, you see him uh, also out of like a little pack in his back. He gets out two um, like braces, which he gets out, grips onto sort of like bits that go across the hand. And as he grips, two like big blades just like out of each each uh, each arm as he like checks them over just to see for any like nicks and sharp, you know, check if they're sharp and stuff like that. Cool. Hmm. They call me blades. It's not inventive. And just oh. makes them disappear again. I'll show oh, you what they I'd... call him Blade. I yeah. thought this whole time you've been calling him Blaze. Um. And then Flames. Mm. That'd be a little bit iterative, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I'd, I'd show you what I have, but it kind of goes flying. I mean, I got, I got something similar. Just show the knife. But there's like there's like more. It's attached to a chain. Cool. You any good yeah. with nothing? I'm learning. Great. <laughs> <sighs> Down in the basement, it's like an hour. Goes past. You're just sitting around, nothing's happening. At some point towards the end of that hour, Cromwell will get off the toilet. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. I was. That was what I was most curious about. Oh, it's good to know. Eventually, Otherwise, you you would have like a heavy red ring around your butt. Hey, look. So far, I am the only person who, in canon, has taken a shit. The rest it's of you. It's very true. That's fun. true. And ironically, <laughs> who even knows that... how changeling biology works? Maybe they don't have to shit and piss. They do have to shit. Maybe just like a finger oh. drops off, and we just regrow another one. We're not um, lizards. Yeah, I mean, you can question. You don't know that. that. You can question the guy within the hour <laughs> about changeling stuff. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not questioning him about shitting and pissing. I, I assume <laughs> not that, but I meant generally about. <laughs> I meant generally about being a changeling. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> How do we go to the toilet? There's like <laughs> just a ten-minute silence, and it's just like. Changeling shit normal. <laughs> <laughs> I only know how to go to the bathroom as a tiefling. This is a real yeah, problem for it's me. It's so embarrassing. I don't have genitals when I'm a changeling. <laughs> you just gonna turn around and go. When I go to the toilet, my toe falls off. Is that a tiefling thing or a changeling thing? That's a go to the doctor. Is, thing. That, is that a tiefling, a changeling, a god spawn? Uh, thing, uh, what what thing is it? Pick one. Wild card. Do you ask any questions, or you just want to skip across the hour? I'll, I'll skip across the hour. Cool. Just so we can get to a cliffhanger in the next few minutes. Of course. After <laughs> about an hour, you hear uh, you know people leaving. You see a couple of them, obviously, like going to head off to the pub. It's like one in the morning or so. A couple of them, obviously, going to go along to a tavern. Uh, some people come in, and you can see and. Uh, Rosewood points out a big guy. A change of the big gun. And he's just like, that one. That's the one. Yep. So I'm not going to do an initiative for a fight because it's 2v1 and you're both. 
at probably taking them down. And, well, I'm not going to lie. He's very proficient <laughs> at taking them down. But I will say... I'll, I'll, I'll do the grapple while he does the sure. attack deck. Give me a strength. Athletics? This is you um, yes, crouched down in a ball behind him and he pushes them over you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You start your half of the girls' dance, which just um, no. like you grab hold nah. of them from behind and go forward. Yeah. Uh, 23. That's so, you should be glad because he, very strong, still only got like a 16. So. The way, what happens is you end up sort of going behind. You see um, Rosewood changes into a very similar, like, the big guard that was in there. Walks over and is just like, you here to replace me? And he's just like, yeah. He's like, cool. And then you jump up behind and you manage to just, like, grab his hand in such a way that, like, pulls him backwards. Uh, he wasn't expecting it. And there's just this wild right swing. Bam! Straight into the face. Um... But through, like, as he does the punch, there's this disgusting crunch sound as a oh. blade springs out and this guy just flumps to the ground. That'll he, do. He just grabs him by the leg and just starts That'll dragging do. him into That'll the, into the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> and then as he gets there, <laughs> changes into him. Alright. And as you get him over into the side, uh, you can see, like, this blade just went straight through like the cheekbone, through like the eye, and out through like the nose, up through the brain. Like it was so nice. accurate. Nice, nice, nice. Gross. Is that what we call a sneak attack? An Our extremely chance? sneaky attack. Is this guy an assassin? Maybe. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and he, he looks down at you having transformed into yet another person. It's like. What are you doing? Great question. What was my part of this again? I don't remember what I was doing in this. Fire. Well, yes. My plan, I tell you what, just turn into one of the anybody's. I was going to say, I'll watch one of the townsfolk. If they walk out, I'll turn mm. to them and be like, oh, I forgot something. Go back to the other side. Start fire. Right. I will stand over by the door. I assume that's where I'm supposed to be posted right now. Get over into the corner. Start a fire. If we can get everybody out of here, that'll make things so much easier. All right. Wonderful. See you in a bit. Inside. He wanders inside, takes the place of this guard, standing here, and all of these people are basically in the same place, but are different people. They've all been replaced. A lot of the townspeople, they leave, you can obviously just transform into one of them. And as you come back in, there is literally no recognition. They don't give a shit. There's no like, who are you? There's no, what are you doing? It's just like, who are you? Who fucking cares? Cool. Then I'll just walk my way, walk my little ass all the way back here. Very slowly, pressing the arrow keys. Why are you pressing the arrow keys to go like hundred? Because then you can see every movement. Um, and. I kind of want to like head over in in this area. Yeah, right in the corner. Give me a uh, a, a a stealth. 
Of course. Of course I'll give you a stealth roll. Jesus, I'm rolling well in the back half. 24? Yeah, that was a known to seven on the dice, so it doesn't really matter what they have. That's not going to help. Um, yeah, the two guards don't really pay attention. You're just looking around. Um, there's a few people, uh, other townsfolk coming in. Uh, one of them kind of looks at you like, are you like, are you scheduled now? Yeah. yeah. yeah fine. And then just gets on. Cool. Um, once I'm not being looked at, I'll uh do the thing that I do and let my hand a flame mm-hmm. the the black red flame and I'll just say in my head just in case she can hear it's like if you want to make this fire a little bit bigger just for fun I won't mind I'll try to find something flammable you are standing next to boxes full of raw material clothing material cool <laughs> just <laughs> I'll just start looking through it with my hand on fire. Be- <laughs> yeah, it's just like this slow trickle of... And there's just this sudden... There's like one of these yeah. boxes, just like a like a, like a a bin fire, just explodes into flames. And there's just this sudden and immediate mass panic. All of the people at the townsfolk are like, what the hell? The two guards have the most vigorous reaction, like, oh shit, that is really bad and there's just this sudden <laughs> movement they're like all right everybody out fucking leave right now is the, the, the they're leaving not even really checking who's out but then all just panicking the the townsfolk just start like running out the front door uh including all of the guards uh like that uh and that's done it really weirdly yeah. they leave the guy standing next to where uh, Rosewood is, he's gone. The one at the, um... <laughs> no, gone. I'm going to move the townsfolk, but they all do leave. Including, this door opens, and you see Wrecker just like, what in the fuck is going on out here? Sees the fire and is like, oh, fuck. Fuck's sake. And then steps out. Just like slowly walks out, shoving people out of the way. Um, you see the weird, mysterious, uh, half-robotic figure walks the other way, over to the fire, rather than away from the fire, to check it out. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, let's go over there. At which point, Rosewood goes inside. Downstairs in the basement, you start hearing the vague echoes through air ducts or whatever of just, like, panic. There's people screaming, there's, like movement and you can probably hear through the door the two in who are like guarding just like what the hell is going on one goes upstairs and you suddenly hear him shouting down it's a fucking fire and just absolutely abandoned ship as the other one sprints away and you're just left with some vague awareness that there's a fire maybe who knows well shit so do I see both of them oh yes Put it in the sink, start filling it with water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, What are the locks like on the cell door? They seem fairly complex, but there is a keyhole, as you would expect with most doors. Um, It definitely isn't a standard key shape, implying that this would be a heck of an achievement to get through, but entirely pickable. 
Fuck it. Neva pulls out the thing that Wait. she keeps in her hair, the lockpick, <laughs> and will attempt there's to a... lockpick it. There's sure. a keyhole on the inside of the cell door? Yeah, it's like a through, through hole. Oh. Designed for Not terribly secure. <laughs> they, got, they got ripped off. <laughs> oh, for God's uh, sake. Once I see them run out, oh. I will go down in the panic trying to... Give me another what stealth. Do with advantage. What do I use for uh, Are you proficient? I believe so. Then next plus another twenty-four. Wonderful. I'll just vaguely check if they have disadvantage. Yeah, that's more than fine. In the panic, no one's looking. You can just slip straight downstairs. Twenty-one. Uh, yeah. I'll give you that. I was gonna make it a twenty. Not particularly easy to pass. Um, you start fiddling around in there, trying to like guide yourself through the lock. You can tell it's an extremely difficult locking uh mechanism pulls out a third little pin out there couple, yeah your three hands no, you're like and eventually three hands <laughs> and eventually you get this glorifying Tail. this glorious hunk oh. as it just cracks open and you're like yes the door swings open and standing the other side is amazing <laughs> oh no standing the other side actually when i rad, when i went down uh, <laughs> okay yeah when i went down it's a changeling it's Maisie in clothes that yeah. aren't hers. Have I, do I know it's Maisie? It looks like Maisie. Cool, I just wrap my arm. The changeling form Maisie. Maisie. Yeah, yeah, fine. She knows you. I hug that. How are you able to get out of there? I just came down to get you guys out. I keep the pins in my hair now. Smart move. Right, well, should we look for a key rather than you pick each one of these doors? Yes, please, because that was hard work. Yeah. Let's go over to the desk and look for like a key thing. Give me an investigation. Both of you uh, resistance or whatever. Uh, yeah, you do your your separate one because I, I don't have that high of an investigation. But I did roll well for an eighteen. I got a fuck you, which is a nat twenty on my dice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with well, a net 20 then, you go over looking around and um, they're obviously playing like some cards or something. You're just feeling around the desk and just like sellotape to the underside of the desk. It's just like a key. <laughs> what? Which is certainly not meant to be there, but someone was probably quite lazy. Um, I think they're fucking dumb. I will go and open the doors. Sure. It works for both. Uh, Cromwell, you're... Uh, you're, the door suddenly there's a clunk and it opens up. Okay, so as, as you open the door, you see Cromwell, who is stood on the end of the bed, filling his bowl, and as it fills, pouring on the floor, humming something, uh, a brand new tune that he's composed, but to us would be We Didn't Start the Fire. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, oh, hey. Uh, hey. Are we, we should get out. Are yeah, if there's a fire, we need to go. Yeah. Cool. Are we... Just... Are we leaving, like, uh, disguises? What are we doing? How long will it take to get into your disguise? Like, six seconds. <laughs> Do it now. Let's go. Do you need yeah, one? Yeah, disguise... If you can put me in one. I have a, I have a disguise kit. Do we have time for that? Probably not. Jay, you... Jackal. Yes, sir. 
she does a thing where she transforms. You hear the bone cracking and scorching as her body transforms down in very jagged motion <laughs> down to a uh, little jackal who just comes over and stares at you. Has she got into the little one? Yeah, jackal, not jackal. Well, that one. fucked up my idea. Um, <laughs> Maisie said jackal. She did jackal. Yeah, I'm going to take off my coat to give to you to put on like a little kind of crop toppy thing uh, and give you my use it as a cape and then put the hat to lower down your eyes and I will disguise self into a everyman looking kind of dwarf the most fellow. generic sure yes yeah. generic uh, dwarf sure and all of you head back up I presume Mm-hmm. Yep, I turn back into a civilian, the civilian sure. that I was. You head back upstairs, and at the top you see this gigantic brute of a guard. Uh, it's maybe the one you would recognize as Rose, but the rest mm-hmm. of you are probably like. Uh, <coughs> I literally freeze as I get to the door, and you good? Just ready. And I, I say to Blades, "You good?" Oh, yeah. Just pulls out from like a little bag, just the ledger, puts it back. By this point, everyone has cleared out, but bar one, which is this um, figure, uh, this uh, mysterious robed figure in the back, who walks over to these gigantic set of doors, uh, which just open his presence. And. That is presence? Yeah, he just walks over and they. I. Hate that. And as it opens, you see a flood of more people suddenly run out as if they were kind of locked in there from this gigantic area in the back. I'm going to say they all run away. Uh, you wouldn't be able to see Whoa. that stuff. Either. These bubble things are trippy. <laughs> right. As he wanders in what to see what the hell's hell? going on. All of the people in here just flood out of the front door. Uh, and as it opens, you can hear, like, as if it was magically sound padded, there's just suddenly, like, a massively loud noise of, like, some kind of grinder or, su- I don't know, massive amount of noise. Uh, and you could just, from where you are, be able to see, like, general machines and things and a lot of, like, crystals on conveyor belts and stuff like that. Um, but he immediately walks over, you see him kind of go off to the side as everyone runs past him, and you don't really see what happens from there. Uh, Not this our problem point, right now. The fire has engulfed like the entire of that one um, set of shelves, which is you know, I don't know how, how tall I've made these things. They are very well, sixty feet tall, 60 feet just tall. on fla- on fire, starting to like collapse a little bit, and looking like it's about to like fall over into the wall. And uh, <laughs> Rose was like. I think we should leave. <laughs> yep. And in the yep. panic, can everybody roll me? No, the show is called I Think You Should Leave. Uh, can everybody roll me a stealth with advantage? Oh. 21. Hmm? Uh, 18. 15. 17. 17. Those are all fine. I mean, there's not really anybody here anymore. There's just a blazing fire, as all of you fuck off out the front. And just There's the name of the episode. Blades and the Blaze. The no, Blades in the Blaze. Blades in the Blaze. Um, <laughs> and then as you're moving away into the darkness, 
uh, blades transforms again into just some random civilian <laughs> um, as you all disappear off. There's a bit of a pause. Maybe it's like a five minutes or so. You're quite far away. And then there is this gigantic explosion in the distance. It lights up the night with this purple-pink flame fireball into the sky that just... <laughs> the entire ground shakes as bits go flying everywhere. And there's just like left a fireball that reduces down to this pinkish flame mixed with other colors of fire that seems to persist. Uh, you can't really see what's going on because it's behind other buildings, but you can mostly figure out what just happened. So we've this is now an irradiated area, right? <laughs> you don't know. Cougar but, uh, finally you declared did. war and they've dropped an enormous bomb. Yeah, it seems mm. likely. Jay, Rosewood, I'm afraid we can't harbor you here anymore. Rosewood is just... I think that worked. Yup. I don't think that particular factory is going to be a problem anymore. I don't think Captain Dale's going to be happy. With the Good explosion? <laughs> yeah. Remember that part where she said, don't engage? <laughs> yeah. We didn't engage. No. Really. I think this counts as engaging. Oh. I mean, you're our supervisor on this. It's more your problem than ours at this point. To be fair, we were caught off guard by Wrecker. To be fair, we're not very good at being supervised. This brings up a very concerning point. Three of you, and then I would assume by association all of you, are now going to be targets. Well, not if you go back we and already. Well, they might assume you've died in there, but if they see you, they find you, you'll be marked immediately for death. No, that's true. There's no reason to, to assume that we escaped. Mm -hmm. Explosion that size, unlikely you would have. You'd probably rubble down there. Great. No consequences to any of our actions. Well, Excellent. unless they find you. Yeah, but there's no reason to, have they? I'd avoid Southreach for the time being. I think we were already doing that. <laughs> Good idea. I mean, we do seem to keep ending up back here. Yeah. Best plan. We'll fuck off in different directions. Alright. Maisie, you might like your tiefling form, but I'd recommend you never use it ever again. I will... Noted. Tell the rest about you. I look forward to hearing from you guys at some point. Yeah. See, he just walks off into the darkness. I'm gonna go this direction. See ya. <laughs> okay. Jay, still a jackal, is just like, mm. <laughs> just walks off. Jackal shrug. Yeah. He's just left us um, amazing. Meet you back at the. Flat? I, I, I guess so. Alright. Careful. You do realize I'm the only one that's not disguised, right? 
True. I'll, uh... I'll stick behind you. You walk ahead. I'll shadow you. As a bunch of different people. All wearing the same clothes. <laughs> Every fashion trendsetter in Valen is just one changeling. Yep. You, as you all walk off, you'd hear a, a very distinctive sound of what are effectively jet engines as the metal hawks, which I've described to you, we know, flying jetpack ass things just across, followed by quite a few uh, ASMR with their wings flying behind. And then just through the streets, you can hear lots of guards moving. Like this was a giant explosion. It's basically caught the attention of the entire South Reach and more. Uh, as you're just like walking away, just like whoop doo doo <laughs> Disappearing back to uh, is Cromwell spending the night in the rough again? <laughs> or is he going to go back to the... Uh, no, he'll go back. He knows that he's in disguise and one of us isn't, so... <laughs> it would be incredible if he didn't know he was in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. By the time yeah. you get back, he's, uh, he's in Cal's doorway just going, easiest mission of my life, pal. Just... Just did a massive shit in their toilet and left. (laughs) (laughs) And I really think of it that way. And I apologize that you didn't get to do much. But yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what you did. (laughs) Sorry, I missed one week. So now it's a movie centric episode. That that shows them. (laughs) I got paid for it. Yeah, you know, (laughs) you know, if you were going to do. Any amount of nothing, that's a good amount of nothing, is to shit in the toilet and leave. It's like that that's old the saying. Correct amount. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on the Lunan Guard time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dicebreakers. Thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio and Nicholas Judy for the use of their music in the episode. And a big thanks to you for listening. If you'd prefer to watch us on video so you can see our actions and reactions, consider subscribing to us on YouTube. Don't forget to come back next week to see what the characters get up to in the next part of this epic adventure. I'll see you then. curiosity was me just doing a little hey you can make this flame bigger if you want did that affect things at all or was that going to happen either way with the fire you're not going to know no please tell me that's that's not that's not too much to ask that's, that's meta information my friend god fucking damn it i just want to know if i'm <laughs> the bad one